Hey, let's start the show. It's August 18th, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. We've got a full WNG cast here today. Sitting to my left, Norm Chan. You're wearing a Gamago shirt today. I am. I had to take off my hoodie because it's really hot in this room. Yeah, I'm good. I'm thinking about taking off my shirt in a little uh, bit. It, it gets incredibly hot in this room. Uh, Gary, what, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You're wearing you. a golf shirt. No, this is just a regular kind of polo type it's, shirt. I always call that a golf shirt. Okay. It has a collar, a pocket, two buttons. It's something have, you might play a, golf in. You could. You. This would be perfectly acceptable for playing golf. Um, for Hence, golf, it's a certain type of material that you want. Right, shiny. No. Yeah, you generally want the shinier type, but you know this. This will work in a pinch at your local municipal course. Why yeah, not? I don't think anybody would judge you. It's a nice plum color, kind of, a, kind of lilac. Yeah, that's lavender esque. I, I mean, you could pull it off though. It Thank matches you. your water bottle. Actually, I, that's not my water bottle, but it oh. does. It does go well with it. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of a nice two tone. You got a good thing going. Two tone purple. You know, like Hank's wife on Breaking Bad. Everything has to be purple. Yes, maybe that's what I, I'm. I heard that slowly coming. Oh, do you not watch that show? No, I've not yet. Watched that show. Best show on TV. Got last watch season. Got I know. Now season. that the season, now it's done. I'll go back and well, start. It's not, it's not done yet. But this, this is what, the last season. No, though. next season. No, there's one more. There's one. One or two more after this. Well, you can't. You can't do that. But you, you should you should lost. you should get the the Blu-rays and start watching it now. Do you think I have to get into the hype before I can? Uh, like I I have to be part of the hype of the final season. Like this is the Norm is right. I don't like Lost because I, I'm watching it. The We're first season is just dumb. You, the best time if you want to jump in is right before they announce the final season, so you can catch up over that summer. Have no break to wait for and then jump right into the final season but if, uh, started, but if we all started watching now he'd probably be all caught up by the by the time the current runs it over. takes me a long so time next, and, then, and, then, and then he'd be in the same spot as, as everyone for the for the final are season they, are they short seasons well they're doing 16 hours. more episodes they just don't know yet if that's going to be one season or they're going to break it into two. Oh, okay they might do two short seasons so that's not too nobody bad. seems to know yet well i like that i like malcolm in the middle that was good uh, yeah, this is a very different Brian Cranston uh, performance. The the best Malcolm in the Middles though were the dark Brian Cranston when he was you know one step from the line, close to the edge. It's really amazing how much he's come to look like Gordon Freeman now as well. He kind of does. A yeah. lot of people have made that comparison. Well, they write yeah, about it used that. to be Hugh Laurie who was uh, the Gordon Hugh Laurie Freeman, used yeah. to be a great Gordon Freeman, and now Brian Cranston seems to fit the belly like the darker version. I think Hugh Laurie still looks like Gordon Freeman. They both do. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to see Gordon Freeman in a video game again? I would like to. Somebody, Logan, uh, tweeted a, a, a picture of a very high-res, very impressive render of the G-Man mm. uh, with a little Half-Life 3 logo up in the corner. And there was, was a, brief, a brief moment of excitement as people going, oh, my God, Half-Life 3. Um, Gamescom stuff, but not But really. it was just a piece of very, very impressive fan art. But, I mean, it is a bit annoying, isn't it? Because whether, whether it be Episode 3 or a full Half-Life 3, like you'd think it behooves Valve to make that, right? I mean, it's their, it, well, once upon a time, is their biggest friend. Obviously, they've eclipsed it now with things that are even bigger, but Half-Life 3 continues to be a very big... Some, I mean, they've got to be working on it, right? At, they can't not be. At this point, I would settle for just like a tweet from Valve that says, uh, well, okay, Gordon and Alex end up 
defeating the alien menace and live happily ever after. Don't you think it's all deliberate though? Like Valve have, have almost kind of become like the Apple of games companies. Like they make kind of they make really great, very beautifully produced products. Uh, they're all, but they also cultivate an air of. They want to be very, very enigmatic and not ever tell you about what they're doing until they it's actually true. release mm-hmm. it. And that's, I mean, mate, it just creates more. It's like protovision. Makes me want to stab people, but I understand why they do it. What makes me want to stab? I, I, I want. I want to. Makes know. you understand why people get stabbed? No. It'd be it'd, it'd be awesome if they actually did the Apple thing where, like, they, 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 they like announce they, it day and date. Like, they announce it up and, and then keynote, and then hey, it's out. You can get it now on Steam. Right. Go download Half Life Three today. I don't think they can keep that magnitude secret. I yeah, think sure they, they seem to have done a pretty good job of it in the past. Yeah, but I, I think the moment that like the moment that a, a magazine comes in for a uh, the moment they start talking to external Best Buy people and journalists and all that. Why would they I need to talk to Best Buy? Because oh, I guess you're right. Uh, well, but got... they have to talk to EA because they're not going to make a non-console Half Life Three. Like they have to be discs. Um. The moment you talk to those those discab guys, it's the biggest gap in the entire security system for games. It's a really good render. It is a pretty good render. Are you look at the, you look at the G Man. Yeah, yeah, they, it was yeah, very impressive. He's a little more drawn out than I than I would expect. Like the face is a little. It's too impressive long. work, though. It is good work. The good skin texture. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. One of those characters where you see a picture of him, you hear his voice immediately. You hey, just, yeah, you just know the G Man. Hey guys, this has been the batshit craziest week in technology news. It's been absolutely ever. nuts. Ever? I'm very excited that I could actually be here this week because there's I'm so many huge stories. So glad. Uh, so there's a couple of things we have to talk, talk, talk about that we missed because while you were gone. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go straight to the big thing. HP killed WebOS this morning. Yeah, that's so the, the touchpad. That's the big thing? Yeah. The touchpad, which just And they're launched. selling their PC business. And I was still seeing ads for the touchpad on TV just last night. Yeah. You could have heard an ad for the touchpad on the radio on the way here. That product which was launched amidst much fanfare and big ex- expensive TV commercial with the Russell brand. And yeah. even I've been going around saying, hey, if you for some reason you don't want an iPad, a touchpad is probably the best alternative. Dead. Fried chicken. We woke dead. up this morning and it's all over. I, so just two weeks ago, I said, you know, this first touchpad is not that good a product. It's mm-hmm. okay. I said that in the review, which was we were supposed to publish this morning. I'm kind of glad we didn't now. No, um, really funny. And uh, and basically, I said, look, don't buy this one. But HP's in this for the long haul. They're going to lean into this whole ecosystem, and and because clearly this is part of the future of computing. If you want to be part of that, you got to get yeah. in now. So this might actually be the wrongest you've ever been. I don't think I could have been more wrong because oh. I've heard you say this last times now. I I, I remember <laughs> a July the fourth barbecue. I said to you, we were looking at the touchpad, and I said, I don't get it. What's the plan here? How do they really think they're going to take on Apple? It's not Android. It's mm-hmm. not this. Like, and you were going, oh, this this, this said, one is. This one isn't meant to be the hit product. This is just laying the foundation for the long yeah, battle ahead. This is for ahead. developers. Yeah. Because they've said oh my God. many, many times WebOS was going to be a part of all of their computer products. Well, what they didn't say, though, is there weren't going to be any more computer products from HP. So what HP is doing, uh, they said their their earnings call this morning, their, their quarterly earnings, uh, that they are going to uh, kill WebOS, which means the pre the touchpad Discontinue. are gone. Discontinue. Yep. Uh, that's the nice operation for WebOS. Yeah, and then uh, they're going to try to sell, explore selling their consumer-facing products division. So that means PCs. I assume that also means printers, cameras, uh, all those digital photo frames, and all that kind of crap that they make. Uh, all of that is going away. So, expl- okay, explain this to me. How can you? How can it be that only a few months ago, yes. there's all this fanfare about HP buying Palm and WebOS for 1.2? Just billion. to be clear, that was April of last year. Yeah, so that was very recently. 
and everyone's excited. And, oh my God, you know, they're going to have an integrated hardware software solution for phones. They're going to be able to build their own phones with WebOS. Is they going to be? A, this is going to shake up the smartphone market. Blah blah blah. Everything's mu- coming up HP. A few months later, it's all over. Yeah. I, I, I can't make any sense of it. So well, look at the sales, look at how much money, money they put but in. But the touchpad only just launched. Well, I mean, we, I think we said before the podcast, this beats even the Kin, right, in terms of uh, a product I, coming Norm, to market and then being killed. That for us, I think that the Kin might have lasted a little bit less long than the touchpad. But it's definitely in the same – It's the same, same, same general it, Now ballpark. you don't yeah. type area. So, so the thing – Part, one thing that happened is that the CEO of HP last year when the Palm acquisition happened was Mark Hurd. He, uh, he had, there was a scandal about expenses. We're not going to get into that because it's businessy crap. Uh, but basically he, he resigned last, I think, September or late August. Oh, wow. Let's go. Ken went on sale May 6th, discontinued June 30th. Okay. So, so it lasted, 40 days basically. Lasted all, seven weeks. Yeah. And HP touchpad, I think a little longer. Look up the launch date. I think it was uh, j- the worst fact checking he's ever done. Yeah, don't let Norm do the fact checking anymore. Well, you're gonna have to start to, bringing your lot. I don't. Yeah. I, I need you to talk. Ju- uh, July first. What? Oh, it's about the same. It's forty. It's, Forty-eight it's, days. It's, 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 right, it's so seven. Weeks so they are again. Very much. They're, they're tied basically. Seven week product. So I understand. So I understand that a new. So yeah, Mark Curry's coming in off. and wants to sweet wants wants to clean house. I in get a scandal, that. yeah. But this, I mean, this sounds like a major reinvention of what HP is and does from like from its very core. Well, so yeah. the new CEO is a is a is a services guy, uh, and if, if you know what services, what services services is a confusing thing. Uh, IBM made the same move uh, about a decade ago now, almost. They basically moved from selling desktop and laptop PCs to businesses almost exclusively and servers to selling services. So that means what they do is say uh, say I make I'm a company that makes two thirds of the potato chips that are sold in North America. I'm Frito Lay, right? Okay. This is a hypothetical. All right. I have I need a system that manages my inventory from the potatoes that come in on trains into the potato chip factories to the bags of chips that go out. And I need to be able to, at any point along that line, look in and see how much inventory and potatoes we have, how much wastage we have, right. how, what our day-to-day chip sales are, so that we can make all sorts of business strategy analysis decisions around potato chip making. Right. They don't have a dude on staff that can do that. It's not like you just have a team of people who are there to build logistics infrastructure and management. And well, all IBM that kind of will stuff. build that system for so you. So you come mm-hmm. in and you pay IBM a boatload of money and they'll build the systems for you and do all the software engineering and all that stuff. So that you don't have to hire an in-house software development team and then sack them three months later when the project's right. done. Right. So what HP is going to do is do the same thing. They, and HP has made up to a couple of hundred million dollars a year doing this over the last few years according to Wikipedia. Um, the reason they're getting out of the PC market is that the margins on that as Apple has pushed – as the iPad has pushed PC prices down. Because we're at a point now where if you want to buy a laptop computer for $600 – People are making a decision between buying a $600 laptop or a $600, $500, iPad. Right. And they can't compete with Apple on that market. And this is what we've heard all along is the iPad has really affected the lower – especially the lower end of the laptop netbook market. And, well, and PC market in general. If you're looking at desktop PCs, you can buy a $600 PC now and, and, and it's a relatively competent machine. But that is – in order to get to that price point, their margins are razor thin. Right. But they still – it's volume and revenue. It's still – It is revenue. And billions and billions right. of dollars. But 
when you're when you're a company that you know wants to impress your shareholders, then what you do is you say, well, we're getting rid of the crappy low margin business because we're spending a whole bunch of R and D money and energy and time on that, and we're just going to do the thing that's easy and generates a whole shitload of money, and the margins are awesome. So. That is how IBM became a services company. It's been a very good decision for them. They made a lot of money doing that over the last decade. Yeah, it's you know, IBM's one of those companies where everyone's heard of them, but they don't really think of them as they're one of these companies because they don't do anything that's really in the public eye or sexy or exciting. That they yeah. just, you know, they're a huge company the, that we just don't read about them very much. The very sexiest often. thing they've done in the last decade has been Watson. So they had a Jeopardy yeah. contestant, basically. Right. Um, if you look at if you look at what happened to their PC sales division, which was Lenovo, became, yeah. which Lenovo purchased, yeah, and all the ThinkPads, all the IdeaPads, all that stuff became Lenovo products. Mm-hmm. It's actually been a pretty good success story for Lenovo as well, right? Because they've carved out a really good like they took over that niche. There was a little bit of a, a bump during the transition when they made kind of crappy products for a couple of years, and then they turned it around and started making really good, high quality laptops again. I think we'll see the same thing happen with HP, and it could actually be a really good thing for HP, what are now HP PCs, because I feel like they've had some real design uh, doldrums over there. Or, or as, as well, they experimented a lot. They've experimented, but in really like the like the experiments have either been really low volume, like the like the Blackbird Voodoo stuff, mm-hmm. or they've just been boring. It's like been oh, we're going to put f- f- different colored plastic on these laptops. Yeah, woo. Uh, while while Apple is coming out with uh, unibody MacBooks, uh, MacBook Airs. I mean, HP was looking at Apple and saying, "We're going to, we've got to compete with Apple," and then they com- failed over and over again, so look, with a few exceptions. So, when it, Mike, I know we're all going, "Oh my God, this is huge," because it certainly does seem that way. But is it really? Like, okay, so one, so there's one less generic PC manufacturer out there that you know that that Dell and and uh, and Lenovo and these other companies. What was just, the number two? They'll, they'll just depending ex- on how you count. Right, but they'll, they, you know the other the other company like Dell and Gateway is Gateway even still around? I Acer, Gateway is a, okay, Acer. Okay, so now. Acer and these mm-hmm. other companies that will build PCs for you will yeah. just fill it. We'll just fill out that space. Yep. Um, and Apple, and of course Apple. As exciting though WebOS and the touchpad seemed to be, it was kind of always doomed to be a bit of an also ran. Really, so I, I don't think. I that's mean, true. are our lives really going to change that much because of this? I mean, supposedly huge thing. Here's the thing: this market, the whole tablet. Smartphone market is still really, really new. I mean, remember, iPhone came out in what, 2007, 2008? 07. I feel like we've had this conversation a lot. But, I mean, there's had if somebody comes in and invests in this market and markets well and builds consistently good products, then, then there's an opportunity to build a market, build a market share. I mean, if you use the same logic, then people should have counted Apple down and out in 2000, 98, because OS X was shit back then. The hardware they were making was bad. And they were losing market share every year. I just, there, I, it's possible to have a turnaround in the tech sector. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, my question is, though, if you're just a tech observer or whatever, unless you're someone that's actually got stock in HP, yeah. do we really care? Like Doesn't I said, it, I mean, the, do they well, really offer – I mean, they make very boring products. They make printers and, and If you bought uh, a touchpad, scanners. I would go return it immediately oh, yeah, if you're I in mean, the 30-day yes, window. Yes, obviously you're going to want to do that. But, it's, you know, again, it's one less – they're not really. They were never really doing anything that a dozen other companies couldn't provide for me. You well, know, they they were. The built, OS was different. Built PCs and, I mean that the web well, no, OS, the web OS was, well, was that, unique. Well, that was what I thought was going to make them relevant again. But now they've 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 chosen to abandon that. And well, the, the other, it was like the hardware just didn't wasn't didn't perform as well. well I think as I wanted. think I think looking at the touchpad is a good example of we we always said hey this was shitty hardware with the good OS but maybe the OS was just slow. Because the touchpad is a dual one, dual core, one point two gigahertz CPU, should have been pretty spiffy and really, really slow. I'll tell you what was really slow were the sales. 
And I wonder if that is part of the right. Was oh, part yeah. Because right, I mean, we saw the story it. just yesterday that Best Buy was Best sending buys. them back, right? Yeah, they, they, it's taking up valuable sta- space in their stock rooms. And yeah. Best Buy's executives want HP to take them back and not pay for them. Well, yeah. and, and the, thing that, the thing about um, retail space especially is that those guys look at revenue per square foot of shelf space, right? So Best Buy is looking at how much money are we making per the three square feet of shelf space that this – that this product takes. Right. And if it's not up to snuff, then they'll just cut it. That's why they got rid of the magazine racks. That's why they get rid of everything that they don't like. But the but the practical advice that you gave, that's the one good thing that you could take from this. If you did buy a touchpad, you should probably return a it. A significant number. If you bought one of the – I mean, if you bought it from Woot, you're boned. You can't return stuff to Woot. Right. Um, if you bought it from – one of the other vendors. And but if I you mean, went into Best Buy or whatever, you should just walk back in. With just it. take it back because in. Because no, the, the, WebOS obviously is not going to be supported. No one's going to build apps for it now. It's the not going to get the app better. Market, the movie market, all, now, the, all, all the stuff that they said there, was going to be on it, that's all going to dry up. Is there a chance that they'll let it. Is that it'll it technically, sell? No. It will, will, can, from a technical standpoint, can it run Android because it's ARM? Well, I mean, somebody could port Android to it. That is a significant undertaking because there's no. Like the reason you can do uh, – one of the reasons it's easy to do Android stuff now is that you just take the drivers, the closed source drivers that the manufacturer provides and you chuck them into your open source framework. So a lot of times like the offshoots of Cyanogen and the other third-party ROMs are just the drivers that a device ships with with more open core components attached to it. But like this open is, source core components no, I mean, th- But this isn't going to I – mean, this is a doomed product, right? The, the don't, one, don't, don't spend money on this yeah. product. It's going to get real cheap real fast. The ones Do that, not the, spend Obviously, money on the it. ones that they've already built and are now just sitting around in, 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 on pallets – Will will end up being sold at some ridiculously cheap price. This is like an ET carts. Yes, Atari I mean, I imagine a lot of people will snap them up. There are people that like to collect tech curiosities and things. You know, it's still it's still it'll still work. It's still able to check email. This, eh? this is this is the perfect. The yeah, this is the perfect illustration of the don't buy shit because it's it has promised to be good in the future. Buy it because of what it is today. If you bought this hoping it's going to get faster, better, more useful in the future, it's never going to get faster, better, or more useful. Right, because no, there's going to be no support. Right. There's going to be no app development. Right. It's it's a static product. The same thing can be said for the pre. You, we're going to see uh, phones. The, they're going to There's going to be a fire sale on the remaining pre's that are out there. The pre's and the viewers. I mean, they just launched a pre-3 pre-sale yesterday. They launched a, a different SKU for the touchpad yesterday in Europe. There's a ton of hardware out there that is going to be fire sailed. Well, and buyer beware. In a way, I guess it's kind of good. It's one less operating system out there. Just just muddle the picture. I don't. I don't think there's any way that this can be spun as a good thing. I, I mean, I think that having more competition we have in the space, the better we are. The worst possible case is that we end up with Google versus Apple. And and a whole well, that's where it, I mean, I mean, that's brands. where it's going though. I mean, what's left? Windows Phone Seven's not going to do anything. Never. Serious? No, don't count Microsoft out. I don't think Microsoft would bail on on Windows Phone Seven. Microsoft but, doesn't have a services business to to lean. Just remember, it, this is the company that bought us the Kin. I you know talk shit about the Kin all you want. This is an interesting product. The problem with the Kin was the pricing on the data plans, not yes. the actual hardware itself for the phone. Well, and also I think that the kind of kids and and hipsters they were trying to market to can smell that kind of desperation a mile off. See, the thing that you're mistaking is that you thought they were marketing to the hipsters that were in the ads, but they were marketing to the kids who aspired who, who to be the, be the hipsters. hipsters they, they, right. it, was, it was a mall yeah. phone. It was, yeah, but, you buy at the kiosk at the mall. It was, yeah, the, 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 the danger hip top is what that phone was. Yeah. And had they priced but it, it the needed, data plan. But it needed it some kind of rough and ready, ready to go data plan, right? Yeah, they need, it needed to not have a $40 a month data plan attached. Had yeah. they done it with, like that, then it would, that people would be 
there would be a lot of kids with kins right you know, now. You know, Michael Dell just tweeted something. What did he, he say? He said, uh, if, HP, if HP spins off their PC business, maybe they'll call it Compact. <laughs> oh, boy, Michael Dell, still relevant after all these years. Um, yeah, I mean, this is interesting because what's going to happen to the PC space? What what will happen is one of the big Pac-Rim companies is probably going to buy HP's PC business. And what, what, what is it that you're buying? You're buying a ton of product lines. There's a ton of resource and development stuff happening there. Uh, there's all the software front ends, which uh, it, HP is the one exception to the rule that all that bundle in software and stuff is usually shit. The stuff that they did with the touch computers was really good. Um, HP is the really the leading partner for touch computers on Windows and has been doing them for right. 10 years now almost. Uh, so, I mean, it's – and there's a huge notebook business. I mean, there's a business business and consumer Well, PC so you think there's, there's, there's touch like, computer stuff. That's all irrelevant, obsolete once Windows 8 comes out because that's built in the Windows. I think you'll see layers on apps on top of that. Like that stuff will be br- brought into. Do you apps think those pavilion branded PCs? I think you think they'll continue under some other name, like the, uh, Len- Len- the yeah Lenovo, the Lenovo or, Asus thing you or, or one of the other companies. I mean, if you go to like colleges and even high schools, the ones that aren't using Macs, it, all their labs, it's mostly HP stuff. Right. I mean, HP replaced Dell as the. If you want to buy a cheap PC, go get an HP. Don't you know? What does this What does this tell you that I mean, when a company this big decides to get out of the market does that tell you something about the market well i think what's happening is we're seeing pcs continue even more commoditized than they were before i think that's this is this is another step in that direction uh if you think about uh if you think about microwave like microwave ovens are are the other example of this like you know in the in the early days of the microwave oven two companies made them they were high dollar high profile items you know you've watched mad men you've seen the episode where uh maybe this was a mad men Anyway, you brought home a microwave oven. It was a big event. People came over and looked at it, right? TVs were the same way. When new technology rolls out, we've reached a point with the PC where for a normal person, the performance difference, if you're browsing the web and and checking Facebook and doing all the stuff that most people do on on the computer, the difference between a $600 PC and a $3,000 PC is negligible. It's only if you're for educated consumers who have specific workloads who like to play games, stuff like that. That the the more expensive PCs make sense, and that is dramatically affecting this business. And there's going to be more blood before it all, before we end up with toasters. Yeah, commoditized, commoditized PCs. Um, on the other hand, if HP PCs get cheap, I think that that's like if you need a new PC and you don't want to build something yourself, HP is a, like there's nothing wrong with buying these PCs. Because they'll, they're, they're open. You can support them. This illustrates the difference between tablets and PCs, right? A, a tablet without vendor support is useless. A PC without vendor support is still just a PC. You can still, you know, somebody who knows how to fix that can fix it. Somebody who knows how to upgrade it can upgrade it. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, is HP technical support going to continue to be there if you buy one of their PCs today I, in a year? How, when was the last time you called technical support for a PC for, or for your Mac? Well, I well, you know me, right? You I just call just, me. I no, I do stupid shit all the time, and then call. Oh, that's uh, true. That's true. Okay, so you're a bad example. But I, but I can usually trouble troubleshoot my way out of a problem. The the kind of people you're talking about who buy a five hundred dollar PC just because they want to be able to check their nephew's Facebook or whatever. Man, that, as, as soon as they are calling tech support, the second I they guess have that's a problem. True. Yeah, if you need tech support, don't buy an HP. If you want, they're gonna they're gonna have to continue honoring tech support on that stuff. I think. Uh, yeah, big yeah. deal. Big day. Uh, other huge news week continues with uh, Google bought Motorola's mobility division. And also the it's the same division that makes cable boxes, it turns out. 
So yeah, so the cable companies are very nervous about this because they're thinking, what does this mean? It's the, one of the biggest tech purchases ever. Yeah, it's a it's a huge deal. I, I, it's twelve billion dollars with a B. The B. That's a lot of it's money. It's only fifty percent more than Microsoft paid for Skype. It's only ten times more than HP paid for Palm. So. <laughs> What's the what's the takeaway from this? Is Google does this mean that Google is now going to be more in the business of building their own phone hardware? Yeah, well, we haven't talked about this because I think patents. I think normal people don't care about patents, but this is a patent portfolio purchase. It, mm-hmm. it seems like for the most part, who said their portfolio from about three thousand patents to twenty thousand? Motorola invented the cellular phone. Remember mm-hmm. that that was them. There's they a ton that. of stuff online. Uh, if you want to read all the patent stuff, there's a, the blog. I think uh, Foss Patents. Uh, the website is FOSS yeah. Patents. But, so what, did, but what, does this, what does this tell us about what Google wants to do? It tells us forward. that Google's ass was hanging out on the on on uh, intellectual property relating to telephone cell phones, and they were worried that they were going to get sued by somebody who holds better patent portfolio than that. Okay, so you don't necessarily think that this this means that they're gonna they're gonna start making their own. I think they've actively come out and said no, we're not yeah. going to. We're going to continue operating just as we were. It'll be running as an independent. Independent yep. part of Google, um, they're, they'll compete with other vendors just like uh, they have in the past for the opportunity to build Nexus phones. <laughs> there, there will be a bidding process. Right. Uh, the next Nexus phone is almost certainly going to be built by Samsung. The rumor is that it's a 1.5 gigahertz, uh, a dual core, uh, AMOLED screen Samsung phone. So right. uh, you know, th- if, if they were interested in buying somebody to ma- who made good phones, they would have bought HTC. If they were interested in, because the Motorola phones so lately have been not bad, but yeah. not great phones. I mean, it's, it, it, there was no doubt about it. It's, it was a patent buy. Yeah, like okay. they lost those Nortel patents um, to, to Microsoft, Microsoft, and uh, and Apple, I think, and something like that. This is this is literally. I, I realize this is an important story for the business world. I don't think it matters for normal people at all. Uh, okay. the, the only difference is. Motorola and Google will, I, I think, will will see more scrutiny over that Motorola Google relationship, which will force Google to be more engaged with HTC and Samsung and all the other the, uh, HTC and Samsung. All the other partners are not happy. Well, of course, super no super unhappy. Shit. I mean, you think you don't think it's going to change Android now? It will change Android in the future. Uh, it, over the next ten years, yes. Over the next year, no. Uh, next five years, okay. Now, on the, and on the cable side, there was some. Discussion on the on the cable side of the business, cable companies are a bit nervous that this might be. Um, yeah, they're going to Google, Google want, TV. Want to put Google TV into the box because that's the key, right? That's what what, what basically killed TiVo. Uh, although TiVo is something not dead. TiVo's been doing fine. They get, they won a giant lawsuit against Echo Star. So yes, but, but I'm saying what the problem is. We went from saying I'm going to TiVo it to I'm just going to DVR it now. Because why why spend 300 bucks on a TiVo box? I, I still say I'm if I TV get box. if I get a cable box, it's basically good enough for me. The TiVo boxes are a hundred dollars. Well, okay. I I think the the good ones, the good the, the, the premier ones that you want are no, probably a bit more expensive. hundred bucks, really? Yeah, size. Right. You get a. It's like forty hours, but it's equivalent to the box you get for free from the cable or for five bucks a month from the cable company. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The thing that killed the thing that hurt TiVo more than anything else is the cable card stuff. So cable card was a. a I don't think we've talked about this in the podcast yet, but a cable card is basically the way to get content protected HD streams into DVRs and other types of boxes. Uh, it, like even TVs, like there there are TVs that have cable card slots, so you can watch HBO on the TV without having to have a cable box. Right. So if you get a TiVo, right, and you don't have a cable box going into the TiVo, you just have a cable card right. in the back of your TiVo or two usually. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. So how did that kill TiVo? Uh, well, cable card sucks. 
So they did a when when the, the FCC required uh, cable companies to build the cable card standard to free consumers from the tyranny of the cable box, so that you can watch protected content without you know without having to have a cable box. The problem is they really did a terrible job supporting it for a really long time. For all of San Francisco, when you would call Comcast, there were like three or four dudes that could actually support cable cards. Because they didn't really want to be doing it. They didn't want to do it. So they would support it, but it would cost you a couple of bucks a month a card or four bucks a month per card. And the dude would come out and they'd have 12 bad cards before you'd get one that was good. And, you know, it was always an enormous hassle to get cable card stuff. Yeah, this is what put me off getting a TiVo because you've got to go through that. It's actually much better now. uh, Now you just go to the store. They hand you the cable card. You take it back to your house. You plug it in. I haven't had a failed card in years. Uh, but it is a hassle, and and they don't promote it, and you lose access to things like the, the thing that Comcast very quickly did was out innovated cable card because uh, for most providers, cable card doesn't support things like on demand and right. And yeah, you got to have your pay per view and two two way stuff. Yeah, so uh, you know you have to choose between having a good DVR or having on demand and the shit DVR that Comcast provides. Right now, the Google thing is interesting because. If Google TV is if app if if Motorola then is pushing Google TV as the cable card I mean as the cable box OS then it's an interesting situation for penetration like suddenly that product becomes something that is that fifty people bought and it was a terrible product to something that is integrated with all the DVRs that are yes, on the set top boxes that's what I'm saying. which was the problem with Google TV in the beginning right is you had multiple layers yeah well you know it wasn't even that it was that. You couldn't – unless you had a specific DVR from Dish TV yeah. with that Logitech review box, yeah. you couldn't search what was on the DVR. You could see everything else that was available on the web, but you couldn't see the stuff that you actually cared enough to record locally. Right. So it was a layer of abstraction on top of the it – was, it was dumb. If they integrate Google TV into cable boxes, it's kind of an interesting proposition. I'm excited about that. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Anything that the cable companies are pissed off about, I'm probably OK with, turns out. Yeah, cable I agree. Down. Anything that annoys those bastards. Yeah. Cable Town. Cable Town with except, a K. Except they'll start pulling more content away. I, that's fine. It makes it, Anything they do to make it easier for me to cancel cable, I'm happy about. I think the, you know, the, the, the cable companies have got to know that the writing's on the I mean, it's like being an oil company, right? You know that sooner or later you're going to have to go out of business. Do you think the oil companies really think that? Well, I mean, they're probably not worried about it now because it's not within the lifetime of most of the people that right. you know, are getting rich off it. Right. They've, if, they, if you have 20 years to retire, you don't give a shit if you're an oil company executive. Right. But the, da- the danger with – we saw it with Blockbuster, right? You wake up one morning and the world changed. The internet found, gave people a better way to do something than go into your store and suddenly you're out of business. Right. And the, ca- and the cable companies, though they're in a much more deeper entrenched position and have a lot more power – um, I think I've got to feel that, you know, they see the way that the wind is blowing. It's blowing towards Netflix and uh, services, you know, internet TV services, and people are cutting the, the cable and getting more of their a la carte stuff from Apple TV or Google TV or Hulu, whatever, wherever they want I, to get it from. I'm still not convinced that the cable cutting thing isn't just a, a fad blown up by people who are interested in cable cutting. I I can't after trying like contemplating that and looking at what it would do what, how it would work I don't think it's possible. Eventually, it's going to cost more. Uh, once HBO Go, oh no, you need a cable subscription yep. for that. See, that's right. how they keep you tied. To and it. and it, the real problem is stuff like the Today Show and live sports and CNN and all the stuff that you can't actually get. Yeah, online. live sports is the biggest problem. Although, did you see an, another big story today yeah. this week? Yeah, DirecTV doing a massive deal with Sony. Yeah, I, I mean that's huge. Uh, NFL Sunday ticket on the PlayStation. Bucks. 
So you yeah. pay three hundred fifty bucks, and you get if you don't have a Direct TV subscription. So they do have an op. You don't have to be if you're a subscriber. You wow. get Wow. If you're sur- already a subscriber, they'll remember just add on Andy. To service. Yeah. The only reason he's on Direct TV is because he, NFL Sunday Ticket. Because they yeah. have the exclusive deal with NFL. I, but, that, I, but that's not true. Comcast complained about that because they don't actually have an exclusive deal. You can still get NFL Sunday Ticket on Comcast. It's just a different version of NFL Sunday Ticket. Is my understanding? Is, I, the is, is all, all the games? By the way, I don't I'm care not, about I, NFL football. Things, so I don't know. know. Well, here's the thing: I don't do. really care about NFL football either. But NFL Sunday Ticket is very impressive. Like, if you're a football fan, it's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, it's. I it's, mean, they really do have every single game running live all at once. Well, an NFL Sunday Ticket is basically the kind of thing that you need to have one of those idiocracy Barca loungers with the toilet built in. Yes, because like you could literally get up at six o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, watch football all day long. Oh yeah, and and never leave the chair. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I might have to get into football. Yeah, three hundred fifty bucks. You say that sounds like a great deal. It's a good way to spend I want your that Sunday. To Starcraft. Uh, that's, you can do that for 20 bucks a month. It's much cheaper. Um, yeah. So, uh, other stuff going on. AT&T, do we want to talk about that? Are we did good with the Comcast with the Google thing? I think there's so. so much commentary about that online. I, I mean, there's like, a, a, it might not even happen. Deal. There's a $2.5 billion breakup fee. People are always sons of speculation on that. What does that mean? Is Google desperate? More, you know, I mean, is the, is the FCC uh, is the Federal Trade Commission going to allow it? Yeah, I, think, uh, I think they allow everything these days. NBC, Comcast, T-Mobile, AT and T. Should we talk about that a little bit? What's What's bigger, the HP story or the Google story? Uh, Google. Story, I think the probably. Google story. Yeah, I mean, just because the market's bigger now, like the potential, the potential loss. If you look ten years down the road, we uh, a a different future just closed. It sounds It sounds less exciting though when you say that it's all just about patents. No shit. That's not exciting. No. No, there's nothing that is less exciting than patents. Yeah. Hey, I just watched some paint dry. Hey, you want to talk about patents? No, I'm going to go back to the paint. Well, if you're a Motorola employee, I mean, you're you're going to be technically a Google employee. Yeah. But you're not going to be working at Google. It's going to there's going to be some culture clash. They put, basically doubled their workforce. Yeah. Motorola is an enormous company. Uh, what is Motorola? They, they spun so what, off so the. What, so what, if Motorola is selling this stuff, what's yeah. left of Motorola? Well, Motorola spun off the consumer electronics, consumer products division a year ago, I think. About, so what? So what's year. left? What do they make now? Uh, you know, services. No, I think it's <laughs> solutions. They provide solutions. No, Motorola is Motorola Mobility. I thought that there was another part there of Motorola. Is, there is nothing so the, left. The, the, so they, they sold off the power of, So they have bought all of Motorola. They sold off the CPU people. Motorola like, solutions. Is the other oh, thing you go. solutions. Solutions. So, like, Enterprise. What about the, like, does the Motorola that makes walkie-talkies, like, is that now owned by Google? I, uh, yes. And those crazy headphones you see the uh, NFL okay. coaches Here's, here's what Motorola like has left. Barcode scanning. Wow. Micro kiosks. RFID. Ah, two-way radios. There you oh, okay. go. See? So they're locking pagers. down the cop radio and pager market. They Wireless still make pagers. Land. Yeah. Doctors still use pagers and uh, drug dealers. Enterprise yeah. voice. Wow. Oh, so VoIP. Sexy, sexy enterprise VoIP. Yeah, we love that VoIP. Yeah, I'm we love not... that telepresence. Ugh, this is grim. Uh, so on a, on a more upbeat note, at You said this is a huge week, but when you actually look at it, these stories were really boring. Well, <laughs> it's a huge week. Don't take that away from me, Witta. Uh, you want to hear how you're getting screwed by AT&T this week? Uh... Yeah, go on. What text messaging plan do you have? Uh, I think I have like 200 texts. That's gone. That's not a plan anymore. Isn't it? It's gone. 
What, what are they doing now? Norm, do you have that? Do you still have the thousand text message plan, or did you upgrade? Yeah, I, I, that's I, gone too. What? Yeah, Wait, no, what, no, what? no, no, oh, it's, it's gone. It's perfect for me. It's nope. Coming off. There are two I options. Ten dollars. What have they done? No, you can't do that anymore. There are two options now. You can not have a text message plan and pay twenty cents per SMS and thirty cents per MMS. Fuck me. Or you can pay for the unlimited plan, which is. Twenty dollars for one line, or thirty dollars for every line on. So the if account. I so if I have texting right now and I don't take any action, what's going to happen? I'm going to get up up converted to the unlimited. Plan? I think you probably get to get your grandfather in. I think they're normal yeah. policy. As long as you don't leave, be, as long as you don't change anything, they might try to screw you when you well, upgrade phones. Let me tell time. you something. When iMessage comes out, I might be telling ATT to fuck off. Well, in fact, I'm going to tell them to fuck off anyway because I'm getting a Verizon iPhone 5. Do you want to do that live on the... Uh... No, we talked about doing that, oh, but why not? I, I think it's too mean. I don't no. want to make... Gary Witte eats his words. I don't want to I make... love how the, the idea that, you know, they have the message, oh, uh, your call may be recorded for education That's right. Purposes. And then we were saying it. Your, your call, call may be recorded, recorded for too. entertainment yeah. purposes. Entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think this is kind of mean. I'm just going to... I don't want to make a big production out of it, but I will oh. be very happy about getting my iPhone 5. I think we can uh, tell Gary our, with the what, the, what plan. the plan was. It's a big live live show segment. No, the, the original plan was to the to oh to fake one. So to punk you. What was to have you do the call live on our show? Yeah, but then have it be the most frustrating call ever because it would be faked and you wouldn't know. Have someone a call to AT and T doesn't have to be fake to be the most frustrating <laughs> call ever. Uh, so this basically, like, I don't understand. With with iMessage coming and iPhone users going abandoning They're their text because, messages it's and plans, because it's iMessage is coming. It's so because iMessage is coming, they want to milk. It's as much still going to be ultimately limiting, though, right? Because it's only going to be my friends that have iPhones, and at, I have a lot at, of people, a lot of people on my list that are Android yeah. users or, at, or, or BlackBerry users, yeah. or Windows Phone Seven. At twenty cents, maybe the thing is to apply psychological pressure to make it difficult for you to kill your grandfather didn't plan. That's I think I would rather go to iMessage and pay a la carte for texting to other people. That's what I'm doing. 20 yeah. cents immediately. I, you can't get behind that. You got to. You got to. The, the Gary and I use text. Cost them? The cost. The cost per bit is co- absolutely ridiculous. It costs them point zero 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 two cents if you're paying for a normal twenty five dollar a month. If I, if in I, a sane world, text messaging would be something you get for free because it costs them so little. Like there is. The text messaging is, is – I think some – I read something one time. This could be wrong. Could be making this up. I think I remember reading that it cost more to transmit messages from you to me via text message than it does to talk to the Voyager interplanetary probes that are outside of the fucking well, solar system. Look at it this way. If you paid for all the data that you use – at the same rate that you pay oh, for yeah. text data, your, your, your data bill every month would, would be hundreds of thousands oh, yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Every month. Hey, let's solve the U.S. economy problems by charging everybody. It's the biggest right. fucking scam in technology, yep. it, uh, the tech, you know text what? rates. Kids text a fuck ton. Do you know yes. the average they teenager? love it. They love texting. Thousand messages a day. Well, how, how much do you text a month? Because uh, you're on the uh, – the, I'm on the unlimited. I got oh, the juice. The, oh, well, because so You don't text – No, no. Period. Here's the thing. For two of us, because Gene and I are on the same same plan, mm-hmm. for two of us, it's cheaper to have unlimited family than it was to get two ten dollar plans because it was twenty dollars a month for unlimited mm. family or twenty dollars a month for yeah, two right. ten dollar two plans. ten dollar at one thousand yeah, messages at one thousand right. messages each. each. Okay, so that's why I have unlimited. I probably send between Gina and I both maybe five hundred text messages a month, inbound and outbound, outside and, of the within an outside network. Oh no, 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 total. I'm talking to each free, other and everything. It's, 
it's free to each other. What, it's free to each other? Is it free now, to each what, other? No, so I don't know. What, I don't, what is Verizon free movie offer? Texas. I don't, I don't know. Because I'm going to have to switch over to that. You're going to get screwed there, too. It probably yeah, won't be but I'll probably do the same thing. I'm just going to do iMessage and have that be the majority just, just, of my messaging. And then, you know, any time I need to message some pro average, using something else. Average 20, American teenager. 20 cents per text message is insane. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. average American teenager, 3,000 a month. 339 text messages a month. A day. A month. A day. No, a month. No, not a day. Average. That would That's be ridiculous. impressive. That would be super would be incredibly incredibly impressive. Texted. 160 yeah. characters for 20 cents. I think telegrams were cheaper. Yeah. You know, absolutely just based outrageous. on data, you know how much uh, 3,000 text messages cost? If you're going over data. If you're talking about 160 characters times eight, eight bytes per character. Yeah. How much? 58 cents. Awesome. And people wonder why we don't like the phone. You know, I saw an ad the other day. This reminds me of something. I saw an ad the other day, and it was for uh, – it was an IBM ad, actually, speaking of services. And it was an ad talking about uh, inventory management for pharmaceuticals. And it was talking about them making drugs, your drugs, safer. And all the whole time I was thinking is like, why does anybody think that showing ads about how great the pharmaceutical industry is is going to make anybody happier? Like, why is this something you want to advertise? Um, I think, you know, they have to. It's one of those things they feel like they have to do. But why, why not pick any of the other industries that they work the in? Oil, the oil companies are doing it as well right now. It's all about how great, you know. Well, how, all their green power how bullshit. I, yeah, green power and, you know, we help the environment. Green power! Blah, Wait, blah, no, that's blah. That's something. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, they have all this money, you know. They have to spend some of it oh, trying to make God. people hate them a bit less. God, I just, oh. Um. Yeah, so uh, next Nexus one, we kind of touched on this already. Nexus Prime rumor, uh, Samsung phone, 4.5-inch AMOLED screen. Uh, they, that should come out sooner rather than 1.5 gigahertz dual-core processor. Probably a hummingbird if it's Samsung, but maybe something else. And the rumor is October. So that, yeah. that's like a month and a half from Which now. is earlier than their traditional uh, Thanksgiving Six month release. Yeah, window. Um, and it's largely because, you know, new iPhone is expected to come out around then. October fifth, possibly. I heard October seventh, but October definitely, 7th? definitely yep, in yep. that in early, that window. Early October, because uh, they need like, the two weeks after they make the announcement for it to go through FCC. When, yeah. When you say you heard, you really mean I read on the internet someplace, right? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. One of the many rumors. Um, and then also, people on the original Droid, their contracts, you know, are up and get the the subsidy upgrade. And they want to keep people on. Yes. On an Android. Yes. That's the one. If you're a big Android fan, that's probably the one to wait for. Uh, so Samsung. Uh, went out and hired the Cyanogen founder. Is this at Cyanogen, the, at, that dude at on Twitter? Cyanogen. Yeah. Wow. So, so he's not the only guy who makes Cyanogen. No, no. There's a, it's a large team of people. Yeah, but he is. So this is the jailbreak guy. Cyanogen. No, no, no. This is the guy who pulls together all the open source stuff and makes a essentially like a Linux distro that's uh, end user. So Cyanogen, in case people don't know, is essentially like a custom ROM for Android phones. Uh, it's available on a whole bunch of different phones. There's a massive team of people that work together to build it. But at Cyanogen, the dude who just got hired by Samsung built the first one for I think the HTC G1, right? The first, the first. It started out as a as a replacement third party ROM. It's essentially like taking a Windows PC that you buy from HP and then putting Linux on it. Okay. Except for you know it's already running Linux in this metaphor, not Windows and and. Uh, the idea is that if you don't like all kind of the crapware that comes on a lot of Android phones, this gives you a stripped down, minimalist approach to Android phones. It's really nice. 
Uh, I put I put Cyanogen on the Captivate that we reviewed last year. It's fucking rad. Yeah. All right. Like the little polished touches on the UI stuff are really good. Has the a lot speed of the, is good. Yep. Good it, good uh, support for files. Lots yeah. of like built-in codecs, stuff like that. Sometimes you'll even get like Cyanogen updates beyond when the manufacturer is updating the phone. So you can get – if you have like a T-Mobile G2, you could get gingerbread from Cyanogen I think before. And, te- uh, and tethering. Bef- yeah. All sorts of other crazy features before you could get it from the manufacturer uh, delivered ROM. Plus the coolest thing is that when you turn uh, your phone to sleep mode, there's that cool television effect. Yeah. Like remember on a, on a CRTs, it would yeah. – like the, the yeah, signal little, would pinch down and make yeah. the line and then the line shrinks down to a point. Yeah. yeah. It does that. Well, that's cool. It's completely stupid because it's all digital. There's no reason. There's no tube. Yeah, but it's you – know, But like it's cool. That. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, this is good news because Samsung has made really shit software for their phones and tablets. So I'm really excited to see what uh, – I, I hope that that dude doesn't get marginalized and can actually enact change and make. I don't think he'd take the job. You know, you never know. Just put him in the corner. You go in that kind of job, and it's always. I'm sure that it's always. We, we're really we're committed to making change and improving our well, yeah. software platform for blah blah. And it's going to be a culture shock to go from a guy like that who's basically kind of a hacker in his bedroom, kind of doing whatever he wants, and now he's like, you know, filling out TPS yeah. reports and yeah. You know, well, your, your make touch widgets suck less. And we went through this whole thing. Like this is there's parallels in like the the early gaming, early PC gaming, or not early early PC gaming, but like late '90s PC gaming when people were making Quake mods and Half Life mods, got pulled into um, Valve and 3D Realms and Ion Storm and yeah, ID. Yeah, and some Just of them like that. some of them flourished. Like look at Robin Wright who who came to Valve with Team Fortress and mm-hmm. has worked there for ten or fifteen years. Yeah. And then you look at the, like the, all those nameless fuckers who went into Ironstorm and got run out in three months and, and the never ending churn of people through 3D realms. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of success there, but there's also a lot of failure. Yeah. So it's, I, we wish him the best of luck. I really love Cyanogen. I think that the, he released a statement that said, didn't, didn't he release a statement about how it was going to affect that Cyanogen mod? Um, I don't think it'll affect Cyanogen mod at all. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's distributed yeah. enough. It yep. should be okay, right? Um, PS3 price cut. So Gamescom is happening in Cologne, Germany right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of big things. There's a new Wii coming. I don't know anything about that. But we don't mean the, the Wii, we don't mean the Wii U. We mean no, no, no. like a like a slimmed down I, version of. The I don't Wii. know how you slim down the Wii much more, but I, I guess you take off the GameCube ports and you know all that kind of jazz. Do you know anything about the storm? You put it on the list. The Wii? Oh, it's streamlined. Yeah. Uh, announced in Europe. It's one of, no backward compatibility with GameCube. Oh, that's or controllers. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so so down. it's an intermediate to the Wii U, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is this is standard stuff for when the product you know starts to reach kind of the end of its life cycle. Yeah. Um, Sony, what's the price? Did they announce a price for it? Nope. Okay. Sony dropping the price of the PlayStation fifty bucks. It's all the way down to two hundred and fifty dollars. It's now. down to two fifty. A lot of people a lot of people price. felt it should go even lower, although I think they're they're probably saving that for the for the Wii U. But you know, Microsoft continues to dominate with console sales. The three sixty is just doing just just amazing. I feel Sony feel like they've maybe got to make a move to stay competitive. But you were talking to Pactor on Twitter and, and he said he said the thing that's right is that Microsoft has absolutely no impetus to push the price down on the three sixty right now with the right. way the sales are. Right. Um, the the PS3 price cut is interesting. The other thing that's crazy is they released a new they announced a new PSP. So it's no Wi Fi, ninety nine dollars, original wide ass form factor. Yeah. Uh, still has a UMD slot. 
but you, and you can load games from the store from a PC or Mac across USB. Kind of a weird. It's a product. Europe only. Also, it seems like yeah. So I I mean I guess I know that the PSP had a better 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 success in Japan and in Europe than it did in the US. Yeah, but it seems like with the Vita just around the corner, a little odd um, to roll out a new PSP. PS3 is a pretty good value right now. I'd have no hesitation uh, recommending one, especially if someone who was looking for a Blu-ray player as well. But Are you sure you want to do that after your record with the touchpad? Well, I don't think the, I don't think you just said gonna, the same thing last. I don't think week. they're going to get the PS3 tomorrow. But yeah, um, that's true. Microsoft's really in a great position. You know, they've they've already got the price lead, right? They're fifty mm-hmm. bucks cheaper than the, even with this price change. They've got a fifty bucks because the four gig arcade models are two hundred bucks now. At one nine nine, have been for a while. That's crazy. Um, and like you said, they're selling so well, they don't they don't really need to do anything that competitive. They're they're right where they want to be. It's interesting because it's the exact same. It's the mirror of what happened last generation with the PS2 and the original Xbox. Yeah, because the PS2 came out early, had the price lead, dropped early, dropped early, reached end of life. And I mean, I bought a PS3 when the uh, PS2 when the PS2 Slim came out and got Guitar Hero and all the games that I hadn't played and was, and went through for you know 75 or 80 bucks. I went through and bought a ton of old games and yeah. had a great value out of that. And, I feel like. So Sony's continued to kind of make the machines more and more beefy. Like they always keep up, you know, upping the. Uh, the drive, the hard drives. I think it went from most recently went from like two fifty to now these shit with these three twenty gig drives, which is really more than most people would ever need. I wonder. Well, if the, I wonder if they couldn't preloading now. I mean, if well, there is a lot of preloading, and yeah. you know, they are media machines now where people are downloading TV and movies and stuff. Well, and but you download a couple of sixteen gig games from the from the store. I'm just wondering if they if there wasn't a move here, if they wanted really wanted to be competitive over the holidays, that the move would have been to also offer kind of a lower hard drive model that they could have well, shoved down to one night. But unlike the 360, you can't swap it out as easily. This gives them wiggle, too. It's easy to swap out a PS3 hard drive. Yeah, not, really. as, not as easy as Xbox, where it's just like pop uh, up the side and pop With it the in. Xbox S and the PC, PC, PS3 Slim, it's roughly equivalent. There's yeah, like I a little it's, door it's, you have to open with easy. the Slim. Um, I've removed a hard drive from a PS3 and a PS3 Slim. It's it's not a hard thing to do. Because the thing you is, you might need is, a screwdriver. It is a, a little bit of a false economy. You buy you you, you look at the 360 and go, oh great, one nine nine. That seems mm-hmm. really cheap. But you're going to have to upgrade the hard drive on it very very soon. And does that even if you want to do even anything with it really? And then you and then you're back up in PC, uh, PS3 territory, price territory, right? Because the and the Xbox hard drives are wildly overpriced for per gigabyte. Yeah, they're crazy. To, uh, a normal PC hard drive. And I think the PS3, you can actually put just a normal laptop yep. hard drive. Any in laptop hard drive, 3.5 yeah, nice. inch will fit in you know, there. Uh, one terabyte laptop yeah, hard drive. Yeah, that's what a lot of people days. like to do that. They boost up their uh, their drives right away. Um, well, and especially on the PS3, it kind of matters because a lot of those games require disk installs too. That's yeah. the thing you always forget is the heavy rain experience where you get the the game and you have get the manual out and it's like, oh, hey, there's an origami crack. thing in here. You can practice folding. Gran Turismo was like that. My God, the install time on that. I spent more time installing that than I did playing it. Yeah, that's why I didn't buy Gran Turismo. Yeah. I feel like I made a good decision there. Yeah, you did. You, you made the right Patches, call. Um, disc installs. Ugh, so much waiting. So much waiting. Yeah, it really is like having a PC now. Worse. That we s- Steam updates remember PC the, games in the background. Remember the day, remember the day <laughs> when you just like slapped a cartridge in and it yep. st- came yeah. on immediately and hey. just was ready to play in five seconds? Well, we, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... um. The the other thing on the on the console front, we didn't get to talk about uh, last week the iOS rumor in Nintendo. So Bloomberg reported last week that uh, Nintendo shareholders were telling uh, demanded that Nintendo release games for iOS. 
because of, put their games because like you know about the Mario 3DS price on, drop, right? Yep. Yeah, that's not been selling well. No, no. Um, In fact, Nintendo's financials for a size look kind of shitty overall. Um, I mean, we talked about this a lot last week or the week before. I can't remember which. Uh, there was the Nintendo the 3DS thing is a weird situation because they bet on 3DS bit 3D big when 3D was looking like it was going to be cool technology and then there was a huge backlash while they were developing that console and I I have to think that they were in a oh well what the fuck are we going to do now situation maybe this will be better because there's no glasses right um, people people have been I mean they've sold four million of them so it's not like they're not selling they're just not selling at the rate they're used to seeing DS hardware sell at. And I think part of that is that the price was too high because people don't want to buy – spend $250 on a handle. Part of it is the world's moved on. Right. But Nintendo could, if they chose to, make a lot of money selling iOS games. Right. I mean and, and the other thing that's interesting is like like Square Enix who's been releasing Final Fantasy games on iOS for a while now. It's 15 or $16. Yeah. Nintendo could push games in at greater than virtual console prices – and people will pay for them, but that would be that would you know we've been talking about uh, HP today, kind of fundamentally reinventing who they are as a company. Nintendo making games for other people's systems—that oh. would be a very. I mean, that's that's maybe a cultural boundary that they want to they don't ever want to cross. Well, one thing that's important to consider is it's different to make games than it is to port games, right? Like if they're making original original games for iOS, that's that's a very different thing than taking games that will work with touch controls. And porting them over, I think. I mean, I, I, it is both things are a huge cultural shift for the company, but I think one is out of the question, and one is is probably a pretty good idea. Well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be difficult to imagine Mario Kart running on an iPhone, right, with the tilt yeah. controls and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's pretty. There's already a bunch of games. Like, I, I, mean, don't, I don't think you'd pay anyone paid sixteen bucks for Mario Kart on iPhone. I don't. I, Mario Kart. No, but a if bad they had, example. if they had like the Wii Store where they where they ported over a bunch of classic NES games, yeah, for like two ninety nine or four ninety nine each, people would snap those up, right. Uh, well, I don't know. It's it, it's. I don't know if it. I just don't know if it's in Nintendo's DNA to do something like. And the this. other thing to consider is that the iPhone probably has a power that would would make it able to run everything Nintendo's ever released. I think you could probably run Wii games on an iPhone four. Or iPad I, I, two. I, you wouldn't want to run Wii games on iPhone four. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's possible. N- Nintendo makes games that are best for their hardware. I, oh, well, the, but, I mean, but, but the point is that Nintendo is a huge. Library of classic, classic IPs yeah, right. that people would love to have an official well, iPhone version of. And DS games? DS games, especially ones that like uh, – what, what was the Kirby's Canvas Curse, the one where you draw the lines? Right. That game is an iPhone game. Right. I mean it is Solipskier. The Solipskier is that game. It's the same game. Make that game tomorrow. So a lot of those are very it appropriate. It works great. So, what are you, so you're saying Nintendo's own investors yes. are pressuring them to do yes, this? That, okay. yeah, that they is. look at how many people have iPhones and iOS devices. And- Again, it's, I mean, it's, it's not difficult to see how you make a lot of money doing it. I just don't know if Nintendo's you know, company culture or ethos or whatever would – I mean, like I said, be, it would be a very big first for them. Well, if the investors start bailing, company culture and ethos sometimes have to go out the window. And isn't it also kind of a little bit of an admission of failure? Well, they've already made an admission of failure. Did you read uh, Patrick had on Giant Bomb the uh, the letter that that Iwata sent to people who'd registered 3DSs in Japan? So they sent a letter, obviously in Japanese, to Japanese customers of 3DS that basically said, "Look, we've made a bad mistake. Uh, we, we miscalculated. We're not selling enough of these. We apologize for dropping the price. But if we don't do this." Then uh, no developers will support this platform, and your your product will end up being valueless to you. Right, right. So I mean, they've already said, "Hey, we made a mistake." Aren't those people getting a bunch of free games though? Yeah, I think it's like twenty free games or something yeah. like that, which is which is fine. Um, but 
I mean, Nintendo's never said, hey, we made a mistake. Japanese companies don't usually say, hey, we made a mistake. Right. I mean, Japanese companies had an enormous nuclear disaster, and it took six weeks before they said, oh, you know, this uh, turns out this is a little worse than we thought it was going to be. There's a cultural thing against admitting, admitting errors. So are you saying that the 3DS was a bigger mistake than Fukushima? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> be very bold Absolutely thing to say. not. I would never even suggest such a thing. <laughs> you made it sound like though it was they, they found they had an easier time apologizing for Fukushima than they did apologizing. No, I'm just saying it took massive amounts of pressure from the government and the people and and the whole world to apologize for Fukushima. I think that that this is that uh, Iwata or and Nintendo said, "Look, hey, we can apologize for stuff, and people like that. Let's take advantage of that now. Drop the price and see if we can salvage 3DS." As a I didn't like the look of the 3DS, but I always say, you know, don't bet against Nintendo. But on this particular case, it seems like they haven't done that well. And I think the 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 PlayStation uh, Vita, or Vita, whatever you want to call it, I think it's going to have similar problems. That they're, they're launching in a, in an area uh, where maybe you know their time has come and gone. These dedicated handhelds, I think. I don't think they're going anywhere tomorrow. The DS is obviously still very popular, but I think you know the way that phones are continuing to take over that space that they're going to become more of a niche item. Well, and this—I mean, this is this is an interesting question with regards to the future of consoles as well. I mean, if you look at the first off, the thing people always say when they talk about game console manufacturers turning into software publishers, people mention Sega. Mm-hmm. And while Sega, a big example, Sega was a huge success in the what early mid '90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega doesn't have the depth of of catalog that Nintendo has. I mean, love or hate Nintendo, Sega had Sonic and a few other big franchises, but nothing like the fifteen or twenty massive franchises that right. Nintendo. Nintendo can bring has to bear. Mario, Zelda, Metroid. Right, more than Microsoft, more than Sony, more than Sega, more than 3DO, more than any Neo Geo, any of the other people that yes. made game consoles. They've got over more the AAA years. franchises than anyone else. All of their franchises are AAA franchises. There's no Crash Bandicoots there. Right. If anyone is able to make that transition from game console manufacturer to game publisher, Nintendo is it. And if you look at the total number, I mean, with the Wii, it doesn't make sense. There's more Wiis out there than there are Xbox 360s and PS3s combined. As the cost of developing a new generation of hardware increases, at some point, the decision to publish on other people's platforms is going to make more sense. Well, I mean, their strength has always been the quality of the games rather than innovation in hardware. Uh, you know, Nintendo has never been known as like having the most powerful system. Right. The one time they did have a powerful system was the N64. It was kind of a stinker by but, Nintendo standards. But what they have done with the DS and with the Wii and now with the 3DS is they always t- – they do innovate with the hardware, not just in terms of, of muscle, but in terms of the, ty- the the ways that you play the games. And that's part of what makes their game experiences unique. If they then just say, oh, well, I guess we'll just start designing games for whatever hardware happens to be out there – then some of that kind of innovation from the ground up is, is going to be lost, right? Well, they're, now they're working within someone else's parameters rather than wouldn't it be cool if you could play a game this way and then they go build the hardware that lets you do that. But That's if what you, makes Nintendo interesting. If you look at what's happened in this last generation, they've been, they, re, they came out first with the motion stuff. They did an okay job at it. They added some extra peripherals to make it better. And then Microsoft and, and Sony both out-innovated them uh, you know, in- incremented faster and better than them, and we're in a situation with the Wii U. Well, where I don't seeing, think Sony out innovated anybody. Uh, say what you will. The fact that the cam that instead of having to have that the lights on top of your TV to to get your relative location to the TV, they're using a camera and a, the the goofy light ball that works a lot better than the than the Wii Plus Motion Plus. Okay, 
I mean, I think because the thing is the Wii, the Wii Motion Plus loses its relation to the TV the moment that the little IR sensor on the front of the Wii Mote isn't pointed at the TV anymore. Right. And the Sony Mo- the Move doesn't have that problem. Right. I mean that that stuff is works better for the vast majority. If Nintendo Nintendo can transfer over onto that platform and every Wii game made essentially can be ported to that platform no problem. I don't see a problem with Nintendo putting like some of their classic games on uh iOS. That's that's fine with me. I, I don't think it necessarily means they have to get out of one business into the other. They can continue to make their own hardware and their own unique games and port, that's an and port their point. own port their old classics to iOS. It doesn't have to be Right, one thing. Well, and the other thing, the other thing about Nintendo is they actually have the lift as a brand to get Apple to work with them. I mean, Apple doesn't work with very many outside companies. Yeah, I could t- easily see a Jobs keynote bringing right Iwata on stage or Miyamoto yeah. on stage and saying, "Look, we're bringing one of the most visionary game developers of all time here. Here's what we've done. We've built a." Uh, I mean, I, I the thing that I talked about with the Xperia Play, Sony releasing a D pad and button thing that hooks onto your iPhone. That works even better for Nintendo. Yeah, but I don't think Apple would ever do that. I don't think there'd be ever there would ever be an official game controller plastic add-on thing. Think about how much money they could make. Look, it would be very compelling. I mean, obviously, the, the internet would would implode if Iwata got out got up on stage right. at, at, at an Apple keynote and said, "Yeah, we're going to build Nintendo games exclusively exclusively for the and here's a D-pad buttons. Here's a, it's a SNES controller is all it would take. Yeah. Thirty dollars. Yeah. Again, I think you just carefully take the ones that can be easily translated without having to add a physical stick and just do those. Yeah, yeah. Well, or do you pick D-pad game? Yeah, I, there's all sorts of options. It's it's a crazy it's crazy to talk about. I don't think it's probably going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But it's still very interesting. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it would be a great iPhone five uh, launch notice. Hey, we've uh, we've got the yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Amazon Prime instant streaming. All of Star Trek. Yes. Even DS9. Mm-hmm. So Amazon made a big deal. They're like, oh, they, they obviously they have a video streaming service. Uh, you can rent movies, rent TV shows. And their library, um, I think they added, oh, with the deal with CBS, uh, another 10,000 uh, shows. Or a lot episodes. of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yes. I've never even used it. Is there any way to get this on your TV? or is TV. This a- uh, Roku. Okay. Uh, WDTV. Uh, Apple Google TV. TV. Apple yep. TV needs to get on that. I don't think I don't think, I don't think I Apple wouldn't TV hold my breath. is going to put Amazon video rental on Yeah, uh, that's true. on on service. Well, uh, Xbox or somebody needs to get it on there Xbox. I don't I don't do like that. watching movies on my computer screen. So, no. now they have 100,000 um episodes, pieces of content as opposed to 90,000. But that's not free content. That's you pay it's it's like Apple TV's library. Um the Netflix competitor, the one that's free Amazon Prime, Prime Instant Streaming. Prime Instant still has about only, I think only 9,000 right. pieces of but content. That's, if I'm a Prime customer then I get that it's for free. free. You get that free. And that's that's about box. half of what Netflix has. Uh but now it does have more than Netflix in terms of the Star Trek library. All ah, design. But impressive. until September, right? Yes. So, uh, and, uh Juju, remember this? This was what started out as the Tech Crunch Crunch Pad. And then Arrington and the people who were going to make this device for them had a falling out pretty spectacularly last year, I guess. Uh, and they ended Probably up – last year. Wow. Yeah. It seems like – well, we were here. We were tested. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so that spun out as the Juju. I think they sold like four of them. Oh, I remember that thing. Yeah. It looked nice. It looked like pre-iPad, oh, post-iPad. It wasn't like Atom-based? I don't know. It was. It's, it's not a real product. I don't know what we're talking about, actually. Why did you put this on the list, Chen? Uh, that's not. Judo's no longer a real product, but now they're Grid like, Ten and Grid Four Phone. Yeah, what these the, things the are Fusion called. Fusion Garage. 
has uh, has two new uh, two new devices. One's a four, uh, four inch phone. One's a ten inch tablet. I don't think either of these are real products either. People have hands on with them. I understand that they had hands on with the Juju too, but I don't think that these people are capable of making real products. I think they can design really cool mock ups and tech demos, and and that's probably it. Yep. Uh, AT and T. Oh, we but, if, did that. but if you bought a Juju, you will get one of these for free. Yes. Oh, really? Yep. So the so tablet, all 400 people that bought Juju's. The tablet battlefield is already, is already quite a few corpses littering it at this point. Early, early stages. Yeah. Sorry, am I boring you? No, I just tired talking about tablets. I am tired. Tablets are boring. I think the uh, subject has become the subject is iPad. Considering considering it's the it's it's the current emergent, exciting, next new space feature of computing. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Because it's just it's the, only iPad the iPad and then a bunch of rubbish. Well, that's what the recent survey said. People want iPad or nothing. Right. And, and the sales numbers reflect that as well. Uh, Intel, $300 million in R&B for Ultrabooks. Norm, what's an Ultrabook? Ultrabook is a sub-$1,000 ultra-portable laptop that has long battery life. How many marketing people were in the room when they, dis- when they said, no, Superbook sounds dumb. We should go for Uber, Uberbook? Uberbook? Uberbook Uber sounds not not American enough. Uh, does it have an umlaut or no? No, U- Ultrabook. Ultra, Ultrabook, like Ultraman, Ultrabook. Well, that's how they came up with Budweiser. Is that they wanted the it's the in frogs? The, it, no, or three frogs. No, the name and went, one said Bud. No, oh very early Bud. on in the creation of Budweiser, when they were going, yes. what should we call this beer? Yeah, uh, they said, well, okay, Weiser. That sounds like a German beer. That. It's a German word. Sounds kind of like German quality. <laughs> People associate Germans with quality beer. This was beer. before World War II, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, and then the bud was the most American syllable they could think of. Really? Wow. So you put the two together and you get the, ger- the you get the sense of German beer quality, but all American red, white, and blue values. Is this a to- true story? Yes. That's how they created the you name know, Budweiser. Budweiser redesigned their cans recently. Just like haagen is completely made up. That's right. It's true. All these things. And yeah. there's no real Ben and Jerry is what you're going to tell me next. No, there's a real Ben and a real Jerry. Oh, thank God. That's all I have left. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unfortunate now that Budweiser is still considered the, the crappiest of beers. Oh, God. I saw some, it is ice, the there was some ice cream in the uh, supermarket the other day. It was like toffee flavor oh, that sounds with good. caramel cups cooked into that it. That sounds pretty good. Oh, it's, I, I, dare, I couldn't get it, but it just sounded so good. I wanted Why to do you go in the ice cream aisle? <laughs> Why do you do that to yourself? There are other things in that same aisle that I can get. There's no, the ice sometimes cream I have aisle, to run the gauntlet of the ice cream. No, my, in my grocery store, the ice cream aisle is just like uh, freezer french fries, breakfast burritos, and ice cream and candy on the other side. It's a death aisle. Maybe I should start going to your market then because yeah. the ice cream aisle is very difficult to walk by. Some of the things they've come up with in, in the ice cream world are just amazing. It's like so many cool flavors. Key lime pie ice cream sandwiches. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, the ice, the ice cream is key lime pie. The sandwich is graham cracker. Oh, yeah, Think about that. Cake batter, ice yeah. cream. I mean, yeah. there's just nothing they can't do these days. 40 million different kinds of candy. Oh, so good. Um, so $300 million is for Ultrabooks. These are MacBook Airs. They're basically for PC. MacBook Air competitors for PCs. Who's yeah. making these? Uh, you know, Acer. HP? Nope, not HP. <laughs> Acer, MSI, Asus. Are they any good? Uh, they're, they're not out yet. There have uh, been mock-ups and prototypes. Uh, the problem is Intel wants... You know, obviously they want to push the super netbook. They want not super netbook uh, as well, powerful Uber, using uh, core processors. Mega. They want book. to sell these ultra portable core processors like the ones in the MacBook Air. Okay, um, but they're still relatively expensive. So I think they offered the OEMs twenty percent price cut. 
um, to, for, to get this Ultrabook. The MacBook Air has is, is kind of become a little bit like the new iPad in that everyone seems now to be tra- chasing that and coming up with their version you of know, it, but none of them are as good. It's amazing. People want laptops that are thinner and lighter, but still as powerful as normal laptops. Yes. It, I, who would have thought? And they're willing to pay for it. Right. No, they're not. They're only paying $1,000. That's the thing is if you make it cheap and good and small – People will buy it. As yes. opposed to like two out of three or one out of three, just cheap. Yeah. Netbooks, just cheap. Not no. good, not small. Nope, not interested. They, well, any, they're small. Any of these nah, super th- as small. I've seen a bunch of these super thin form factor PCs and they, they show the picture where they put next to the MacBook Air. They never look as good. No. I mean, they never look as sleek or as thin or as lightweight. This, this is the secret of Apple. If you build something that people want, they, they will buy it. If you build it, they will come. No, it's not even that. It's a, just make the thing that people yes, want. Make good products. Hey, what, what do you think? Is your laptop the right weight, too light, or too heavy? Nobody says anything but too heavy. Yes. It's <laughs> right. right. Is, would you like a computer that is fast, slow, or super-duper slow? Fast is what they always say. Do you want a computer that has a, a good screen or an okay screen or an awesome screen? Well, then it's the price. It's the price thing. And the, the reason Apple would, would you, do it is you have smart industrial designers and also uh, incredible supply chain, supply chain yeah. access. That's it. Yeah. What's the right price for a two-pound computer? $3,000? $1,000? I think we're going to see more of these Ultrabooks pop up. Uh, no shit. IDF. But this Next is month. just like when everyone brought out those all-in-one can, you know, uh, Jolly Rancher colored computers after the first iMac came out. Do you remember this? Like, right, it's the saddest thing any, ever. Anytime Apple does something, there's like 50 it's a parade of knock, incompetence. PC knockoff versions of it. Yeah. Why am I so pissed off today? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm seem, really angry. You seem quite angry. About I haven't this. had any lunch. That must be it. You ate lunch. I had a good lunch. You ate lunch, Blood, didn't you? I haven't had lunch yet, but I've been snacking, so I'm oh, I'm okay. Fuck. I'm so hungry. Okay, that's it. Let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about what we're testing. I'm going to play some music. Lots of stuff in the lab this week. We don't have a lab. Lots of stuff in the office this week, Norm. Yeah, lots of stuff piling next to our desk. Yes. Uh, first thing, a uh, couple of readers sent links to the Bullet Train Express. Now we uh, talked about this on the podcast. Just I think was just it last, last week, week or the week before? Uh, I don't think Gary was here. For no, this. Gary was here because we were talking about wanting to have the touchpad by your thumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. what I want. Yeah. So we talked talked about this, and then like four people sent me links to this thing called the Bullet Train Express. It is essentially a piece of aluminum with some plastic attached to it, and you drop a uh, 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 iPhone, an Apple tra- trackpad, an Magic trackpad, trackpad, and wireless keyboard into. Yeah. Slots that are perfectly sized yeah, so to fit it. It creates that configuration that we said we wanted, right? Mimicking the laptop ba- configuration. It basically gives you a laptop where you can have your thumb on the space bar and, and move the tr- down to the trackpad. But you could also and, still have like a magic mouse next to you. Yeah, you or want. a real mouse if you want to have yes. something good. I still think Apple should build their own official one. But I in the meantime, this, agree is, more. this is a good solution. Yeah, th- so it's expensive. Well, there's a couple of things wrong with it. Uh, first, you have to turn off tap to click because your palm hits it and, right. and you, your cursor is unpredictable and bad. Right. Uh, when you turn off, too. Uh, it's fine. I don't care. It's on my desk. Uh, when you turn off tap to click, everything's cool. That 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 helps things a lot. Uh, it's expensive. 
So you need to have a wireless keyboard, the one without the numpad on. You need to have a magic trackpad. I think those are sixty dollars and forty dollars respectively. Right. So there's a hundred bucks and then what? And then it's hundred and thirty on top of that. So that's two hundred and thirty so bucks to get this configuration. I mean you probably already have the trackpad and the and the I don't think a lot of people keyboard have the trackpad. if you're in the market for this. Well, don't isn't when you buy an iMac now? Do you get a choice between trackpad or Magic Mouse, or do they just no, send you the Magic Mouse? Just the Magic Mouse. Go check. I bet they send. I bet they do trackpad now. I bet the Magic Mouse is going away. Really? Yeah. All those Magic gestures and lines. I don't think you get that option. Yeah, I don't think you get the option either. Because it's right there in the. It's in Fact the box. Fact check. Damn it. I'm on Apple's website. Magic Trackpad, seventy dollars. But does it come with the iMac? No, it comes with the Magic Mouse. Well, yours did, but you bought it before the Magic Trackpad. Yeah, but I don't think they're providing that option. I'm going to go try to buy an iMac right now. But given how how gesture-heavy the new line is, you think they'd be trying to move people toward trackpads. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, Hold on, what's normal? You have the option. Gary Ah, Whitty eats his words. Apple Magic Mouse, Magic Trackpad, or both, but you add $70. Okay. What a bargain. Or you can actually still get the Apple Mouse. Not the magic. Oh mouse. my god! The wired one. They give you the Apple Mouse as an option. Wow! I didn't remember that. that. Awful. Um, the so nipple mouse. Oh, the mighty mouse. The yeah, mighty was, mouse is yeah. gone. Uh, what is the Apple Mouse? I think the Apple Mouse is what they call the mighty mouse. This is just where Steve Jobs comes to your house and kicks you in the balls. Oh, it is. It's it's the nub. It's the nub. Yeah, ooh, I have like four of those. Oh, I love those. Horrid. Hate those. What mice. is wrong with I you? I love them. That's a bad mouse. You're a bad. That's person. right. That's up there with the with the original hockey puck. Yeah, the hockey puck is the all time worst mouse. But this is this is second second run. Well, it's because th- it was easy for one to one panning. I, you're wrong. There's no. I can't, I can't even. I can't have this discussion. <laughs> you are wrong. My blood sugar is too low. It's you know, too people, damn low. People in the comments will back me up. They're wrong too. I love you guys, but you're wrong. Uh, I took home the Razer oh Chimera. Okay. Plugged that into my Xbox. Uh, the Chimera is a new headset. It's a well. Pos- they had two Chimeras. The, the old one. It's been out for a while. The one this, for Mission Impossible 2? No. The old – we made this joke already in the, in the quick look. Did we? I thought we skipped we it. We totally make oh. this joke in, in the quick look. Uh, Razer had the Chimera that wasn't 5.1. This is the new 5.1. Was that Thandie Newton in Mission yes, Impossible 2? Absolutely. It was she was Newton. the worst part of that movie. She was taller than Tom Cruise. He had the weird lifts. No, everybody's taller than Tom Cruise. Um, I'm the same height as Tom Cruise. Everyone but Norm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I got um, to wiki this. More fact-checking. Uh, the uh, so yeah, the Chimera is an Xbox 360 gaming headset. It has uh, uh, optical in and out audio, so you basically put it in between your Xbox and your receiver or your TV. And um, okay, I am taller than Tom Cruise. High five! One glad, by one inch. Glad, glad one we, inch. Glad we established that. Real questions answered. This is only a test. Um, yeah, plugged in between the Xbox and the amplifier. Uh, basically, you can plug it into your gamepad, so you get game voice audio. It's for people who have wives or kids that go to bed early, and right. you can't like crank up the living room sound, yeah. or disturb your family. Yeah, uh, it has. They're wireless. They're rechargeable. Work reasonably well. All right. They're expensive and too heavy. Okay. How do they sound, Will? They sound okay. Sound okay as as well as you need Xbox 360 games to sound. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I would not listen to them for serious music listening yeah. or anything like that. That's kind of heavy. They're pretty heavy. They're the not. Pro- the problem is, it's great. To be able to knock out the incoming sound, but you, you know, once, once the wife or the girlfriend goes to bed, you can't really uh, talk online anymore either. There's no way to. Well, I, I they should sell a throat mic. I use my inside voice. I've always wanted to get a throat, throat mic. mic. Have yeah. you ever oh, seen a throat mic? Yeah, is like, like, is like Mission Impossible where they yeah, like it's like special sticker? ops. You, you, no, yeah. no, no, that's that's the voice changer thing. This is something that sticks on left side and right side. Yeah, it looks of like your a little voice neck, box. It looks like a little Velcro neck band, and, and you've got some sensors on it. So how how would you talk? 
You just you, make the mouth noises without pushing Yeah, you don't really have to make any through. noise. It's picking up the vibrations what? in your throat. What? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. We should record a podcast like this. No, it's, you sound terrible. It's real scratchy and distorted sounding. Yeah. Oh. Then, so it's just like you, Xbox you, Live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think everybody on Xbox Live is already doing this, turns out. Uh, it's a little bit of a trick. You have to learn how to do it. There's a knack for throat mics, too, is my right. understanding. All right. Why are you, why, why are you, where'd you learn about throat mics, Gary Weta? Well, you know, it's, I, I know about it. I watch all these movies. They had that's them in true. The Rock. I mean, it's pretty, oh, that's true. pretty straightforward they technology. They did not have this in The Rock. Yeah, you just have didn't you not heard about this? I mean, this is not that I, I watched there. The Rock a month ago. They I have, guess I assume that since Norm didn't know about it, I, I would have assumed you didn't any know about it. Any kind of movie or TV show these days where you see like these kind of you know black ops operators, they've all got those throats, that little, ba- that little black, well, except black for, band they've got around their neck. Except for 24 where he just has a like normal cell phone thing. Well, yeah, because they have to have the product placement. Right, right. Nokia phones. Um, HP Touchpad. I did that review. I Boom. guess that doesn't matter now. It's still amazing to me that that's gone. <laughs> 48 it's ridiculous. days, man. So what do you think? Do you think you, do you think you will just see him on the shelves like marked down? Like I literally think amounts? you buy some fucking Cracker Jacks tomorrow and somebody's going to be like, hey, you want a touchpad? No, thanks, man. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone was speculating yesterday they would bundle it with PCs that they would sell for the school season. Uh, but they, they might not have PCs anymore. You so. know what you should do is go – it just be a good test of like the quality of customer service. Go to a bunch of stores. like Go to a Fry's. Go to a Best Buy. Go to wherever it is they sell them. They're going oh, yeah. to peddle and, those and as hard as you can. And say to the guy like, Am I, is it good to buy this? Like, is this going to be supported going forward? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like to see what they say. But maybe I don't, they, don't, I don't, they don't know. Maybe those guys don't know yet. You don't even act like there's something happened. You just go in and say, hey – I'm, That's what I'm, I'm saying. thinking about buying an iPad, but this touchpad is like a hundred bucks cheaper or yeah. three hundred dollars. I want to buy a tablet. You know, yeah. what, what yeah. would you recommend? Because any good salesman would say, honestly, that's going to wind up. You're going to wish you didn't you buy that. Don't make a mistake, right? But they're working on commission. Do they really care about well, you Best making the right purchase? They just want you to get the service plan. Oh yeah, which you're going to need now because <laughs> they definitely HP, need it. HP ain't going to support it. Uh, headphones for bed. Bed, Bedphones. Bed. Well, that, that we, was that's a brand. name of a product. Uh, we tested them already. Okay. You haven't shot this video yet, but we have four products, including the bedphones, that let you listen to music in bed, without, well, presumably without, comfortably. Without disturbing your significant other yes. or, uh, or bedmate, is the case. Maybe. Okay, so there's no like tinny sound leakage. Is that the, the, the idea? Well, the idea is if you wear a normal pair of like earbuds or headphones and you like roll over and sleep on your side, yeah. something's going to jam in your ear. Why hole. would I listen to music while I'm asleep? I, I, these are not the questions we ask. I mean, is this solving a problem that people really have? I tend to turn my music off before I go to sleep. I have been told that many people like to go to, the, to sleep to the dulcet tones of Gary Witta's voice. And this is only a test. I, I, I've heard that my voice has sent right. quite a few people Some people to sleep. do that yes. on the freeway too. Yes. So, you know, that's not advised actually. But, um, but no, people like to listen to podcasts, stuff like that as they're going to bed and uh, may not be able to leave speakers on. So, we, so how, we, how, from a design standpoint, how is it that these are different, that regular, they do what regular headphones don't? Well, so the bedphones are very low profile and designed to fit inside the cups of your ears, right? right. So they go around the cartilage and jam in there and they're very low profile and soft. So you kind of lay on your side, you don't feel them. Okay. But that actually works. I was okay. surprised. All right. Um, some of the other ones are integrated in headbands. Norm tested this thing that is a pillow speaker, mm-hmm. which like, I thought would be great. It sounded cool. I had the worst night of sleep, the worst night of sleep of my life. Really? Uh, yes. Well, because it was a bad pillow. What was the second worst night of sleep of your life? I, I don't recall. Do you sleep on your side or your back, Gary? I, I tend to move around a lot in the night. Night sweats, terrors, thrasher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, night terrors. <laughs> No, I, I guess I do, I don't know. I, t- I guess I sleep mostly on my side. Okay. Like cuddled up spooning? You know, just you know, fetal position. 
with the sheets over me to protect me from the, the, the dark monsters. From the spiders. That are coming to get me. Just watch out for spiders, man. Yeah. Uh, Norm, back or side? Or front? Um, you know, I actually used to do the front, and it hurt my neck a lot. And I realized I could not breathe. <laughs> so you're like a dolphin? Just kind of like... I used to do the front, and then I, you have to turn your neck to the right or left like, side like to breathe. Like you're freestyle. Sleeping on your front generally will give you a bad back. Yeah. And, not, then, I, and then sleeping on my side, I realized, gave me a bad back. Because I have a pretty stiff bed. You need a loose um, bed for that. Soft yeah, bed. so I now sleep on my back. Okay. And like, we'll do this in the quick look, but uh, the reason this the, the pillow speaker thing didn't, that didn't work so great for me was because uh, I was sleeping on my back, my head would tilt side to side occasionally, and then the music would get louder. <laughs> and wake oh, me yeah, up. that's not good. That sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm usually a back sleeper, but I do uh, tend to roll over on the side occasionally. Well, you can't sleep on your back if there's spooning involved. I, I've been married for a long time, dude. Got it. Overshare. Um, we'll talk about pajamas some other time. Uh, last thing, the Photovine app from Google came out yesterday. Yeah, I haven't tested this? this out yet. Have you tried it? Yeah, I've been using it a lot. I, I hate the whole Instagram thing um, for no, photo sharing. you don't say. I hate I hate that. There's nothing stuff. more hipster than hating Instagram. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All the hipsters use Insta- Instagram. No, but yes. But, but they but also be, simultaneously hate it. But to be truly hipster, you have to hate it. Oh, God damn it. Um, so Photovine, uh, Google, it's not actually under the Google brand, but they do own the company that makes it. Okay. Um, it's cool. It's uh, I, I Describe it with okay, words I'm, that, I'm going, that I'm okay, going. paint so, us a word yeah. picture. So people post, they call them vines, basically themes. So I take a picture and it'll be like the theme, basically, you know, very Maru cool photos, like cat photos okay. or commute photos or what's next to my bed kind of thing. And Homeless people, guys without people pants. People latch on the themes and it gives you inspiration to take photos. What's the worst theme you've seen? Uh, well, so it's basically like, day. it's basically like the photo theme sites, th- theme theme activities that pop up on a bunch of web forums on weekends. We should do that on Testin. We should have a photo theme for Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we should be... Uh, but it, because it's on your phone, it's a little more spontaneous. So uh, posers is a theme. Lots of people posing. Rivers. Is it P-O-S-E-U-R-S or P-O-S-E-R-S? P-O-S-E-R-S. Rivers. I regret nothing. Monster Energy. That's terrible. That's sponsored. Brought to you by Monster Energy. Castles. So you can just browse photos of people with themes. And then the cool thing is like I took a photo like, oh, what's – I took a photo of a dog. And it's like, oh, cute dogs are a theme. So I added mine to – I'm not, I'm not feeling theme. it. You are not amused? No. This sounds, like, uh, this sounds like something for people with a lot of free time. Hipsters. Yeah. Who, like, who like taking photos with their phones. Does it let you do all sorts of cool filters so you can no. make your cell phone That's picture? That's why I like, like it. I only like it because, because it does not let you take uh, – put filters on your phone. Photos. And it's iPhone and Android? I think it's uh, – I assume it must be on Android, but I have it on iPhone. Creepy clowns. Interesting? Not interesting. I'm not I would not like to know more. This <laughs> sounds like second gen. Like color came out and I felt the same way about it. Well, color never do we really out. need? Another, do we really need another photo sharing service? No, I feel like we're yeah. good. I like, I like Flickr. I wish Flickr had better apps. Wish there was a better iPhone. Maybe I'm going to go in search of the ultimate Flickr app for iOS. Turns out we were wrong, by the way. The Flickr app does let you take pictures. Yeah, but it's not still not good. We were still wrong. Gary Witta eats his word. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, unlike you. Hey, I, I, literally, there is no way that I could have been more wrong about the touchpad you and were, WebOS. You were so spectacularly I, wrong I, about that. The only I, I don't I don't I literally I can't think of a way that I could have been less correct. 
I mean, I, I honestly thought, oh, they, they already spent a billion dollars on this. They're clearly going to lean into it. And then, no, just pull the plug. I wonder if it had the touchpad actually sold well, would they have would they have pulled the plug? I think if, I think if they had seen like amazing salesmen right out of the gate, that's got to have some kind of impact. But I think the fact that it, it that it kind of pancakes probably was the final nail. So in they the were coffin. looking for the hail mary. Just 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 kind of confirmed the the decision that they were obviously moving towards already. Oh, ouch! Uh, that does it for for what we're testing. Uh, hold on a sec. Gary just walked out of the room. I'm going to stop the recording. And we're back. It's time for questions. As always, if you have questions, podcastattested.com is the address. Keep the questions short. Under 45 seconds is best. Minutes, okay. Hometown trivia is always welcome. And try to make it record so it sounds okay. Level later, use a microphone. You know, all the normal stuff we say. And what format do we never, ever, 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 ever want? Norm? Windows Media Audio. WMA. That's yes. what it stands for. That though. is correct. Here is our first question. Hello, Will, Norm, and all the myriad members of the Tested Extended Family. This is Michael from Indianapolis. My hometown trivia is that Frank Sinatra got started as a lounge singer in Indianapolis, Indiana, on February 2nd, 1940. My question is not really about technology, but Will's end-of-year 2010 blog post on Tested mentioned several books that he enjoyed, and when I read some of them, it got my reading addiction started up again. Hmm. I'd just like to hear what you're reading now, and maybe get some more recommendations. Not just from Will, but from anybody who happens to be in the room. Especially Gary, since I respect him a lot as a writer for the Book of Eli. Thanks a lot, and always be testing. Uh, so I just finished uh, Charles Strauss's Rule 34 last night, which, uh, well, it's about Rule 34. It's about cops. It's about meme cops. It starts slow, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Rule 34 is the rule that says that anything you can think of, there's a pornographic version of it. Yes. Right? Wait, yeah. that's 34? That's yeah. 34. Okay, if it exists. If it exists. If it exists, porn there porn. is porn of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, so the, the, uh, Rule 34 is about a kind of dystopian near future where memes spread not just – like there are crime memes. So you know, the, instead of copycat serial killers, there will be – meat crimes, new types of innovative crime that spread like memes. And that includes stuff like spam and stuff like that, but also murders and all sorts of other things right. in a kind of uh, post-surveillance state Britain. So it was a very interesting book. Starts a little slow, finishes big, very much enjoying it. Enjoyed it. I just started yesterday Ready Player One, uh, which is getting a ton of buzz. Yeah, a lot of buzz. Um, it's, a, uh, it's another near-future dystopian science fiction book. Post-energy crisis world, it's about an MMO type of virtual environment, uh, not WoW style MMO, but like a MM, everything from schools to businesses are working in a virtual world and, uh, and th- there's a giant contest to um, well collect a massive fortune embedded in this virtual world. Uh, it's very interesting. It's a lot of 80s references. If you grew up playing Atari 2600 games and NES games and watching 80s movies and listening to that music, it is, it is uh, it hits the right buttons to give you endorphin release. I'm not sure how, how I feel about it yet. I'm enjoying it so far, but it's, it seems a little um, little light. Reading anything, Norm? Uh, I like long-form magazine articles, and they're currently reading a book of compiled articles by Chuck Klosterman. Oh, cool. It uh, came out a couple years ago, and it's his interviews with people like Britney Spears and Bono and Radiohead. And That's like that. interesting. Gary? 
I'm You're, still working my way through the Game of Thrones books. Ooh, I, I read one through three back to back. Yeah, and had to st- I had to take a break. That's well, that's a lot to read. It was it was like this is the problem. This is one of those problems with Kindle, right? Your, your or eBooks in general. You don't really when you pick up a physical book, you appreciate that it's a thirteen hundred page book. Yeah. When you pick up the eBook, the line's just a little bit longer than the other books. And and you kind of get into a uh, like it just seems like it never. It's ends. like playing an MMO. Each each new level, the experience bar is even longer. It really is. Um, what what is ebooks going to do to citations? Like, you, there's a there's just an asterisk next to it. You click on it, it takes you. The footnote pops up at the bottom of the page. No, I mean like when you want to cite a, a book, you, you can't say on this page. It's, oh yeah, you can. You cite the paragraph number. Paragraph number. Well, what, yeah. what Kindle displays is is sentence number actually. Oh my god. Uh, it is, most of the new Kindle books also display page numbers too. Yeah, but so I mean, it's like page the numbers, page number versus the digital page number. Page numbers were always kind of a bullshit citation because unless everybody buys the same edition of the book, the page numbers are all going to be different. And for something like Anna Karina, where there's three thousand different versions, editions printed, and different translations and everything, you have to specify oh, the translation for, for reference. Right, I understand. I've also got my uh, complete short stories of Hemingway that I've got. I got gifted as a Kindle book. I've still got to redeem it though. Oh, that's and cool. I'm, I'm going to read. Is it that just the short too. stories, or is think, it all think, the stories? I think it's just the short stories. It's your favorite Hemingway book, Old Man in the Sea. I like The Sun Also Rises. Yeah, it's my favorite. I mean, it's all it's all good. Stuff. They, I mean, they're all wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're very readable since he influenced modern prose and yeah. A, I mean, I, and I life. like the fact that his writing style was just so straightforward and blunt. You know, he yeah. wasn't concerned with like flowery prose. He just wrote in these very kind Fantastic. of short staccato kind of sentences yeah. that that felt very manly. Yeah, yeah, very butch manly just, writer. That's a sentence right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's books. Highly recommended. I I uh, should get back to posting blog posts about what I'm reading on the on the site. I I stopped doing that because I thought nobody was interested. But why don't you use Goodreads or one of those kind of things? Goodreads is a pain in the ass. I I, I like I basically I just want to sit down and say, hey, I just finished reading this. It was kind of interesting. I liked this bit. I didn't like this bit. It's not as good as the last one or the next one. And here's what I'm reading next. Goodreads does that, but there's there's all this shelf management stuff, and you end up. You know, I don't know. I forget to go do it for a couple of books, and then I'm like, "Oh shit! What did I read before that? What did I read before that?" And it's just easier to just do it, do it as I finish reading books. Yeah. The only problem with that is then if I'm like in a situation where I'm reading the book, I'm up late trying to finish the book, then I get to the end of the book, I'm like, "Oh, I got to go do the blog post now." It's two o'clock in the morning. Shit! I'm maybe up until four, and then you know, one disaster. After. Yeah. Who needs this, it? These are real first world problems. I know yeah, they really are. Uh, next question. Hey, just a podcast. Goes with TC here. Got a quick question for cars and iPods. I have a new Ford Focus with that Microsoft Sync system in it. And I'm currently using my USB uh, cable to plug in my iPhone, which works great. I can control everything with my voice and like that. Bad side is, shortly after ignition, it keeps wanting to switch it over to the Bluetooth. Any particular way of keeping it set to the freaking hardwire connection instead of automatically going to the Bluetooth connection? It's annoying because you have to literally open up your iPhone and switch the button, in, which, you know, after a minute or so of driving, not a good thing to do. Uh, other than that, I also want to know, is there a, another program or a setting that I can get the audio levels to stay the same? Even going from Giant Bombs podcast to Tester's podcast, the audio levels are different. And I have to constantly adjust the volume of my car to go from, you know, 10 to 20 or so, blowing out my eardrums if the next podcast is higher in volume than the next. So... Thanks for your help, and always be testing. 
Uh, so I messed up when I bought my car because I bought an Escape a couple of years ago and I cheaped out and got the one without the sync. And I wish that I hadn't after renting one of those cars with it because it's yeah. pretty rad. I liked it as well, but I got it the year before it came in. Oh, really? Yeah, before oh, it was an bummer. option on the because I got an Escape as well, but I got it a year before it was an option. So, um, so I don't have specific advice because I don't I don't have a whole lot of firsthand experience with this. I would say uh, there's firmware updates <laughs> for, the, for the sync that you can download from the sync owner. Yeah, site. this sounds like a very specific question that would probably be better directed to like a specialty sync, yeah, like a car know, message board or something. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't want to use Bluetooth, then just turn it off on your phone. Yeah, if you don't have Bluetooth on your phone, it won't work, and it'll just use the that's 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 super good advice. But then he might want to have a headset or something, you know. Um, yeah, the thing that's frustrating about I, I know that in the cars that I've rented that have had sync, usually it does the MP3 playback over the cord, and then it does the calls over Bluetooth. Right. I don't think you can do calls over the USB cord. Like if that's what the question is, I think you have oh, to I'm, use yeah, the USB cord uh, for, that. for for that. I, you shouldn't be using A2GP to do the um the to, to do the the music playback though. Yeah, you should not. No, sometimes it's the, the only option. Well, if, if that's if, yes, but if if the cord in your phone in your in your car is a data aware cord, yes. it's better to use that than using the A2GP stuff. Um, the sync, I, I I quite like the sync. I, I do miss really that nice though. I have feature. to fumble around with my iPhone when I'm driving, and I don't, you know, I try to do it when I'm just stopped at a light or whatever. But it would be much nicer to have either the voice control, or I like the ones that have the little buttons like behind around the back of the steering wheel, so you can just yeah, you yeah, know. those are good. Yeah, yeah like the, the new Toyotas, they have like a cool overlay on top of the dashboard, so you see, you know, Ooh. on the Prius, you can see um, your speed and your efficiency, whatever. But if you put your fingers over on on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. um, the volume controls, then another little holographic overlay comes up on the windscreen. Uh, no, on the uh, on, on the, the dash, dashboard. Oh, cool! Which normally isn't there. So that's more pretty, to distract That's you. pretty cool. It's good. Uh, I I uh, yeah I I, I use I, you know, I went through and tested a bunch of those Bluetooth A two GP adapters that just plug into the auxiliary input on your car, and ended up after using them for a while. I mean, they both work. They're fine. They all have batteries and require charging and that kind of stuff. I ended up just getting one of those little dual USB port things that plugs in your cigarette lighter and getting a cable, a line-out cable that pulls line-out audio directly from the iPhone's dock connector and charges right. it at the same time. Right. Because it turns out that's really idiot-proof. Yeah. Like that's not a bad bad way to handle that. Uh, let's take one more question. I got to use a tape deck. Hello, guys. This is Luke from Olympia, Washington. Hold on. Wait. You really use a tape, de- tape deck? Yeah. I have no line in for my car. Oh, my God. What? Or HD. How old is your, your car's only like three years 2007. old? 2007. Oh, man. You have man. One of those, those cassette adapters? Yep. Lean, lean, Shit. lean, lean. Well, I thought we were. Gary's all reclining. I thought, I thought and we shit. were in timeout. No, I, I, I stopped it because I was blown away by the fact that Norm only. I didn't, know, I didn't know they still made those cassette adapters. No, they don't. They don't. I tell you, the ones that are truly worthless. Oh, the FM ones. Because oh, especially yeah. in the city, you can yeah. never find an open FM frequency. Well, like when I lived in Tennessee, they were fine because we didn't have that many radio stations. But here, it's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Forget about it in a city. Do you do you make – does your CD player play MP3 CDs? It does. Oh, okay. So and that's I a – I have a six-CD MP3 player and I got to burn new CDs with albums on them. I could fit like maybe eight albums on a CD. Oh, my God. Wow, that is so old-fashioned. And then that's put horrible. them in. And I, this is my. How do you live like every, that? every month? I have eight new albums I put in and I rotate the CDs out. Oh, oh my God! Yep. Horrific. Okay, last question. Hello, guys. This is Luke from Olympia, Washington, and I've got two pieces of hometown trivia. Firstly, Olympia is actually the state capital, not Seattle, like many people think, and our Capitol building is closest in design to the U.S. Capitol in Washington D.C. Second, legend holds that the world's first soft serve ice cream machine was located in Olympia back in 1938. So that's that. 
Now on to my question. It sounds like you guys won't be on season 20 of The Amazing Race. And while that leaves me bitterly disappointed, I'm curious what you each would have spent the prize money on. If I understand state and federal taxes correctly, $1 million turns into roughly 550 k that would then be split between you two, so approximately 275 each. My wife joked that Will should buy a new full-grown cypress tree to replace the old one, but I'm guessing that won't happen. Thanks for the great show, and always be testing. Yeah, if you think about it, 270000 while it's a lot of money, it's not like life-changing money. No, it's definitely not like that. It's not yeah, enough right. to retire on, but, you know, exactly. depending it's, on your financial situation. Yeah, you buy a nice, buy a a nice car help. or pay off your debts. Pay, pay off all your debts. Yeah, I think I'd probably pay I'd, – I'd buy my way out of the house in Pacifica probably. Right, yeah, you pay off your mortgage, so you have you – So then all of a sudden I have an extra – Extra couple thousand every right. month to spend, and that's that's better than – I used to have a lot of credit cards. Well, and, actually, paying off the mortgage is maybe not a good idea because having the interest deduction uh, is pretty yes, good. Yes, that's pretty good. But, uh, but, you know, for somebody who bought a house in 2007 right before the uh, economy collapsed – you know, I I would I could be in a better mortgage situation. Yeah, it's very satisfying to pay off your debt. Yes, I've done I've done that. The I'm, thing is, you, know, you can't say free. I would travel because one, the Amazing Race is traveling. Yeah, you're never going to travel again after and that. And two, assuming you win the Amazing Race, you probably won a bunch of those challenges or legs, right. which means you got free trips sponsored by Travelocity. And we actually talk about this. If we got the free trips, I, I give them all to you. No, I, we have we, to split. Well, like it's the worst. Like, you get the free trip. It's like, oh, you get a free trip for two to Cancun. Oh, the right. bachelor's uh, lament. Like, oh, I, I don't want to go with Will. I already spent the we'll money. Find there, some you know? nice young lady. Well, that yeah. Will go with we, you. After we're on Amazing Race for six months, people are going to hate me, and there's going to be women beating down your door. If we were on the Amazing Race. If we were on the Amazing Race. Yes. I want the. T- I mean, it's it's nice to get those <sighs> like you know ten thousand dollar leg prizes, but two hundred seventy five thousand after taxes isn't bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a pretty nice buy, buy a Tesla Model S. I, I would actually probably buy uh, 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 some sort of slum, an investment property. Actually, with that amount of You'd money, slum lord. Maybe what you and I should do is take our money, pool it, and buy a giant apartment complex, and then be slum lords. I don't want to do that. We could have a we could have a sitcom. How about if we uh, uh, <laughs> go in on an in and out? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What would the sitcom be called? If slum lords, no, you, slum, you, slum, slum lord millionaire, slum lord millionaire. Slum lord millionaire. That's, that's it. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Hold on. There, there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. Wow, why is this not a show? It's like the odd Slumlord couple, but with Norm and me playing ourselves. It would be reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, no, I, I, think, I think with $200,000, you could buy a really nice car and be set for gas for the rest of your life. Well, since there won't be any gas in 15 years, yeah, that'll be a piece of cake. Um, yeah, I, I think I think buying stuff is a mistake. I think you need to – I think that is, in, that invest, is seed investment invest money. In, you should buy gold. That's what they always tell me on talk radio. Stop listening to talk radio. One second, but don't buy the American gold. economy is going to collapse any minute, and I need to buy gold. Two hundred seventy-five grand is a good start on getting your out. It's like building your Costa Rican escape palace. Yeah, you got to have your, uh, yeah, your buy bug a house bag. in Maine. In Maine, Maine, hundred thousand dollars. Why Maine? Because it's cheap. Property's cheap. Cold. There. East Coast. We if you if, if the economy collapses and you have to walk, it's twenty six hundred miles to Maine from here. More sure. than that, probably probably three thousand. Like that is a long ass haul by foot. The thing is, you'd be after being on a reality show, you'd be addicted to being on reality shows. You'd apply to every other. You one. think you think we'd be on Big Brother the next yeah, season? It, it's it's gonna be. It, well, have you oh. seen these guys on the Learning Channel? The high stakes sweepers. No. That they uh, all they do is enter sweepstakes and competitions. Everything. Oh, I hate those people. Yeah, they it's enter them so obsessively, lame. and they and they win enough that it right. You it know, pays it, pays it, it, it pays its it way. Pays it off, yeah. Ugh. Uh, so that is it for questions. Do, uh, tested podcast.
If you want to send questions to the Tested Podcast, the email address is podcasttested.com. Keep the questions short under a minute. Shorter is better. Hometown trivia is appreciated. Use Levelator. Use Levelator and no WMA. And that'll do it for our show this week. The biggest news week of all time. Big, it's big week. the shortest podcast in a while. But we got, we got, I'm saving room for fake outtakes. Oh, it's like okay. dessert. Mm, lots oh. of dessert. Yeah, we got, we got, but a never lot dessert of, first. No, never dessert. No, first. we're not doing any of this bombcast nonsense where we, where we, oh, our God, way. Do you know worse. what they've done? Do you know what madness they've, they've no. embarked upon? I don't know what happens in this room when we're not in here. So one week, every time somebody did that, they read an email. The next week, they read one of their own emails, an email into them. Like they, they they answered a question. Oh, okay. So they just uh, random emails. They've been mixing it up. Ryan is out of control. He is mad with power right now. Wow. This week, that die is there because they had a whole set of rules. I don't know where the rule sheet is, but a whole set of rules based on random chance about what order the podcast goes in. It's fucking madness. It's anarchy. Madness. And you know what? I'm looking at these show notes from the interns podcast. Yeah, no, hold on. It's chicken hold on. scratch. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to play yeah, this the music. This writing looks like a note left by a serial <laughs> hold killer. On, hold on, hold yeah. on. I'm going to. Thanks for listening. This is only a test. We're on every Thursday. Hey, uh, next also, week next is week. PAX. Yes. Yes. We so, oh, yeah, don't forget. We, we will be doing a show, uh, a regular show on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, that's probably a build up for the live. Sunday morning, 1130. PAX Serpent show. Theater. Very excited. At PAX Prime. Mm-hmm. It's just the three of us. We're not doing any, no shenanigans. No, no secret second podcast inside. We're not going to have a live band as far as I can tell. Um, it'll just be the three of us talking about stuff and things, but you can see us if you're at PAX and, and I encourage you to do that because I'm really nervous that nobody's going to show up. That, that seems, that would be the worst thing ever. Yeah. If I, just, I'm worried about the three that. of us in the room and like Leah you and gotta, Gina you gotta and, really, and, and uh, Evan and, and you gotta Ryan really go heckling. into like a, like a last, last week promotion blitz. Yeah. Here. If we're the only ones in the room, Ryan changed his flights so that he can stay and, and support us. But if there's nobody in there, he's going to heckle the fuck out of us. Yes, I can't handle that. He's gonna be he's gonna be sitting in the chair in the back. Boo! Where's the audience? Get off! (laughs) He just started his own podcast. Bombcast sounds about right. I'm also going to be doing the uh, the pack attack with Michael Pack. Oh, Packer got his own panel this year. He he has one every year. Well, isn't this isn't this the this is the same thing you guys did last year inside the bombcast? One, yeah, similar except the the way that I don't think Pack actually wants to be on the stage with me and Jeff. He's doing the first (laughs) half, and then me and Jeff are doing the second half. So how long is that one? An hour? Yeah, two? I think yeah, we'll do okay. half an hour each. Just the grumpy old men of, of video games. We've got two full hours of this. We is have only two hours. Test. Two hours. Oh wow! I'm I'm my intention is to be super duper hungover on Sunday. Are morning. you going to feel the pressure in front of a live audience to be like extra funny? I I, or, I like, like to think amusing? that I rise to the occasion. All right. Well, I hope so. Somebody it's has be to be bad if this thing bombs in front of all those I, people. I can't think of anything worse. Uh, so anyway, so, is there going to be any kind of plan? Yeah, we're, yes. we're, we're going to talk about it after the, the show. After oh. the show. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. Stay tuned for fake outtakes. Hi there. I didn't see you. That's it. It's our job. Sometimes we do stuff that's awesome. Sometimes we do stuff that's just dumb. That's it. So these show notes are, are terrifying. Yes, you're talking about the intern show notes. Yeah, the, the, hand me the other piece of paper because oh, one of them goodness. last week just said uh, Luigi's Mansion and question mark. I can't remember. I, it's, they've taken it away 
But you're right. This looks like it was written by by serial killers. And then there's a bunch of pictures of boobs. That, hand maybe... that handwriting is deranged. I shudder to think what a graphologist would Wait, make of that. First of all, I don't think they're boobs. I think they're cat faces. Are those cat faces? They look a little booby. Either cat faces or asses. It could be asses. I don't know which is worse. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I'm just going to read some of these. One says, uh, GB promo, CV promo, 2 p.m. Then there's a list of games. Reminders to talk in f- full senses. Okay. That's a good tip. One is great community stuff at bottom of distillery. I don't know what that means. Try, this, try not to freak out. This just says FNK colon 368 new line HS. What does it all mean? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, who knows what goes on in their minds. And then there's some pictures over here of a squirrel and a grape, grape low grape. They should really clean up after themselves. I, what, I mean, if the interns aren't going to clean up, who fucking will? Exactly. So we got we have three potential topics for okay. oh, uh, fake, fake outtakes. No, I think we should talk I about all three. all three. We yeah. got time. Yeah, I, yeah, we I, have I, time. I carefully managed the biggest news week of all time so we'd have a full 25, 30 so minutes about the to talk about really, this. The, 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 the shit really that people come for. Yeah. Uh, I went to my storage unit this morning. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we cut short the biggest, the biggest news I'm, week I'm, of the year. Hey, you're the big finish, uh, so save it. Fuck. Save it, buddy. I'm the big finish? You're the big finish. I don't finish. like the sound of that at all. Um, I don't know. I've heard Norm's story, so I don't know whose is better. I'm just going on general just general past history. Yeah, all right, so, okay, so tell us about your storage so unit. Tomorrow, uh, Giant Bomb, 20th anniversary of SNES is coming up this weekend. Ah, uh, 20th? 20th. You know, wow. this week also 20th anniversary of Linux. Really? Yeah. Because that's when Linus clearly wasn't playing Super Mario World. It's Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. Uh, 20th anniversary of the SNES. So to celebrate tomorrow, all day, four members only, uh, Giant Bomb crew, and I guess everybody, because we're going to do this instead of happy hour, we'll sit down on the couch and we're going to play the shit out of some SNES games. That sounds great. It's, yeah. I'm oh, can't yeah. wait. You should come I by. I love the SNES. You should come by. It'll be a lot of fun. What uh, games are you going to play? So everybody's been going and getting their SNES collections out of storage or whatever, and I was like, oh, I have SNES games. I'll go get them. Yeah. And I, I think either... I sold or gave away a lot of SNES games or just left them in Tennessee, like the shit that I didn't think I was ever going to play again when I moved, uh-huh. when I moved to California. Because basically I've had this storage unit and we've had it off and on because like for a while we had an apartment with storage and then we didn't – so we had to go back and get another storage unit. It was a big pain in the ass. Um, so I went to this storage unit and I don't think I've been in there. Gina usually goes because it's like the shit that we need from there, stuff that she wants like luggage or Christmas tree decorations and stuff like that. Right. And I went there, and and I was just like, wow, I this because as I was walking down the halls, let me let me backstory. You go into this place; it's a big ass, huge, like five story building in downtown San Francisco. There's like corridors. There's, why would you pay for storage in downtown San Francisco? Well, it's 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 in a bad neighborhood. It's not a good oh, neighborhood. Okay. Uh, so so there's corridor after corridor, and it's all. It's why co- would you Why would you pay for storage in a bad neighborhood in downtown San Francisco? Because it was robbed. cheap. It does I don't care for. Oh. Let me tell the fucking okay, story. Okay. So it's it's like the end of Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark when there's like this warehouse but with little doors. So it's all little cubes of storage and there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And it's like five stories high. I've always found those places kind of fascinating. It's super fascinating because like why would you what, – what is – what do you have that's valuable What, what, what secrets for? lie behind, behind right. these doors? So as I was walking was through there? here – As I was walking through here – Time I was, machine. Well, you're not allowed to do that. Huh? Yeah, no. yeah, people can build time, time machines, machines in there. Yeah. Well, people, people, people have lived in those before. I know, you're, not you're, you're not allowed to. to. You're not supposed so you, to. Yes. There's, there's power no running. In there. Yeah. Well, kind of. There's no plugs, but there's lights. 
So as I was walking through the court, I was thinking, man, if there's ever some sort of like post-apocalyptic situation, I need shit to survive. I need to equip up. I'm going to come to one of these places, break in and steal a bunch of shit from here. I'm going to loot the fuck out of somebody's storage units. Yeah, but how do you know there's anything you know, useful in there? So, I mean, I'm so, going back to – remember I told that story how Logan was so sad. We, he was walking one day and talk about how his family's storage unit was robbed when they were in internment camps. Don't – no, no, no. This not too political. Move along. So then I got to my storage unit and I had – I, and I have literally – like I was looking at keychains and, and we don't have – we don't label keys well at my house. So these are the possible keys that could have opened yeah, the storage room pay, pay door. Picture, like right, nine keys. There. It's like it's. It's like a janitor's key. It's ring like a something. janitor's key ring. There's like seven or eight keys. Why do you need that many? How many of those keys do you actually use like every day? I never. This time? is not some. This is something that stays right. in a in a, oh, in a junk drawer. We'll, we'll use the uh, the key card. Right. These. This is this is like we did when we last time we cleaned out the junk drawer. We weren't sure which keys were shit we needed and which keys were just keys that because you know sometimes keys multiply right. So. Like you, you end up losing the lock that goes with the key or whatever. So we didn't know what the, what lock went with it. I'm walking through this place. I get there. I tried eight different keys. Finally, find the one that works, and I open it up. And the first thing I see is a box for my old Dreamcast, empty, because the Dreamcast is in my garage. Like, why the fuck? But the I, box is in storage. Why did I save a fucking <laughs> box for the Dreamcast? And then it's above that, value on eBay. No, 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 no. It's because I I save boxes for electronics shit so that I can pack it up when I move. But then I realized I've moved three times while this box has been in storage for right. $70 so a month a or whatever it is we pay. Yeah. Mixer box, two TiVo boxes, neither of which I have anymore. Uh, the the electric shaver that I used from 2001 to 2004, that box is in there. Two bicycles that, that I bought at one point because I was like, I'm going to learn to ride a bike. They're in there aging. Flat. Both tires are flat. So this is, like, this is like the whole room of all your failures. It's, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if I broke into that during the apocalypse in search of good shit. That's what I, I realized. You would be, I'd be, you'd be fucked. Right. I, I was like, like, instead of saying I'm going to the storage unit, she's like, I'm, I'm going to the failure room. <laughs> I, I literally – I'm like – at this point, I have now paid probably $8,000 to store this shit for the time that it's been in this It's all rooms. worthless and that you never need. And while it – any value that it had at the time that I that I put it in there has eroded over time over the last ten years to be significantly less than the money well, that I spent you, storing. You paid the hoarder tax. I have paid a dumbass tax, is what I paid. So I'm going to get a truck this weekend, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to take a load of shit to Goodwill, a load of shit to the dump, and then like the one box full of high school diplomas or whatever. We'll probably go Taking shit to the dump is fun. If you go to that recology place in South San Francisco, it's really fun. I just like going to the dump. There's yeah. good shit there. I don't know why it's fun. It just kind of is. Yeah. Well, it's smells like, bad. Look, look it's dirty. A little bad. But there's like a conveyor belts and like yeah. It's well, depends cool. on which. There's the dump in Pacifica is even cooler because they don't even have a conveyor belt. They just have a bulldozer that pushes trash into the back of this room uh-huh. and then it gets compacted. Mm. Um. So yeah, I I just I. I realized that I made poor – so I I don't think store. So I think storage if, uh, units are a scam. Why can't you just pick out the stuff you need and then stop paying? Well, some people they charge you to dispose of oh, it if really? you do that. Yeah, you some, have to sign a contract. Some people beginning. probably have legitimate shit that they put in their storage unit. It's not just garbage like yours. I mean although I imagine well, there, a lot of like, it is. In fairness, I do have some like anti- – I have an antique table that's in the back that is yeah. like something that's an heirloom. And I have – like the the briefcase that my grandfather gave me when I went to college right before he died. Yeah, and some there. people do it not long term, but short term. They're going on right. a big long vacation. After yeah, or if you're or moving, like if you're going to go on a, if you're going to rent your house out, sublet your house and move for six months, then you know. That's did you a did valid you at least manage to find any SNES cartridges? So here's the real punchline. 
I the SNES box was in the very back of the storage unit, so I had to take out like twenty boxes right. and the bicycles and my old backpack and all sorts of other shit. Take out all that stuff. I finally find the SNES box, and 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 just to be clear, the the discovering what was in the boxes process started out as me like opening the box, looking inside. Oh, it's not this one. I'm going to tape it back shut, right? Uh huh. And then it very quickly degraded to. Like pushing the box down a little bit so you could get your hand in under the tape and then just feeling around in the dark hole. Yep. See, like, oh, that kind of feels like the yeah. shape of a SNES Wait, No, no, this isn't. So I finally. <laughs> Norman and I keep looking at each other as if to say, like, are you as bored as I am? <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible story, I realize. But, <laughs> but at this point, we're, we're pot committed. So I finally find the SNES one and I get it out and I don't even look into it while I'm at the place. I'm just, I, I'm going to bring it back. We'll open up. It'll be, it'll be adventure in the office. Put everything back in the fucking storage unit and and th- that was bad. Turn off the lights. Go back upstairs. I'm walking out thinking, Jesus Christ, I've wasted an unbelievable amount of money on this. I, I'm I'm I can't I I got to talk about this on the podcast. I I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Um, and then we get back to the office. Yeah, where it was like Gary and Norman. We fascinated by this story. They can't wait to tell. I fucked oh, fuck you guys. So yeah, anytime I fail, you guys seem to enjoy it. So. Uh, I just can't wait to share this. So then I get back and I'm Brad, bored and bothered. <laughs> Brad and Vinny and, and Joey are the only ones around. So I open the box up and there's like a bunch of wrapping paper on top. I'm like, oh, this is cool, cool, cool. And I and I put joystick and throttle thing, you know, the yeah, okay. the thing for playing Falcon 4.0. Right. It's all serial ports and shit. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Uh, and – oh, god damn it. Did, I, did this just – did we just lose this? I think I think the garage no, band. No, it's still, still going. Recording. Okay. okay. So yeah, the garage band died of boredom. Fuck off. So then, so then I get to pass the paper, and there's a SNES, a Genesis, a copy of NHL '94, Madden '95, FIFA '95, oh, all the classics, three classic EA the, Sports, the, the games. golden age of EA Sports, right. uh, two six-button Genesis pads, two SNES controllers, all right, mm-hmm. Super Mario World, yeah, Super Mario Kart, Super Punch Out. Right. Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. Super, oh, those are good. Those are the, those those are the, the first thing I was going to say to you when you said SNES was that you're going to play the Super Star Wars game. Yes. And that's it. Oh, well, that's lo- good. Super Return it's okay. Of the Jedi. But I had so badass. I didn't buy lights- Super Return of the Jedi. Oh, but you get the lightsaber at the start to do flip moves. No, uh, no F Zero, no pilot wings. I see. I had F Zero. I don't. I have pilot wings in there. I love pilot. I had F Zero, and I can't. I don't know. Like. I don't know whether there's another box someplace with more games Contra? or if I just didn't bring them when I came out. Well, I Contra. Consider, Contra's Contra is the best. But I had like I a Link to the Past. Like the greatest SNES classics. Well, uh, Link to the Past, Final Fantasy three, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, Chrono Trigger. Does anyone have – Chrono Trigger for sure. Does anyone have uh, Mario Paint? No, that was for the that was for the NES. No. Really? Mario yeah. Paint. You get the peripheral with the pad. Yeah, yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mario Paint was NES. Super okay. NES. I bought uh, I, I bought an import Super Famicom before the SNES was available because I so wanted to play yeah, those yeah, games. Yeah. So I had the Japanese versions of like Mario, Super Mario World, Pilot Wings. I think I had F Zero, oh, Super Mario, All-Stars. a couple of others. That, I that had was the last well. Pilot Wings that was good, wasn't it? Super Mario yeah, World so. was such Star a Fox great was good value for, for SNES too. You could buy SNES and just play Super Mario World. For weeks and weeks, yeah, and that's weeks. when you used to get a game with the console. Yep, you got Super NES was it was it was pretty good. Game Boy, there was a lot of shit on there, but it was good. Wasn't there a classic Castlevania on Super NES as well? Yeah, there's there's a that was that was a fantastic Castlevania as the, I recall. The ghouls Super and, Metroid, holy shit! Super Metroid was a yeah, great. There was game. some there was some great looking games. I used you to know, love like the Super Confessions. NES. Donkey Kong Country. SNES yeah. was the first uh, 
my first foray into pirating was the SNES. Don't, oh, don't good for you. And last, I hope. Uh, yeah. Well, did you know you, when I, I went to uh, I went to Hong Kong? Actually, no, Canada. I went to Canada. It's fucking Canadians. I have, this is I have even worse. Friends there. You, you're and getting saw, out Abe Simpsoned. <laughs> saw that there was an onion on my belt because that was the style. I went time. to I went to China. No way, it was Canada. No, no, no. Fucking and get on with it. They had this contraption that you plugged on top of your SNES. It looked like a cartridge, but it was massive and had floppy disk drive in it. Yeah, yeah. And you could copy floppy disks with it, and there are SNES games on like four floppy disks. Wow, wow. that's amazing. Yeah, so. All that for like six. Well, games. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're celebrating the Super NES because those were classic times. See, so the, the whole point is, of the story you was have to the promote. Games yeah, that everyone else is going to have. That's the problem. I thought I had you some real classics any, in there. Any unique ones? I didn't bring anything of value. Maybe Pilot Wings. I mean, Super Star Wars was a fucking great game. Although, yeah, the Super Star Wars games are great. I remember the Tatooine levels were really annoying. Yeah, because you go th- actually through the Sandcrawler. Yeah. Inside it. Yeah. And then outside it, too. Mm-hmm. I think you have to go outside to get yep. inside. I yep. can't remember. you got to jump up the side of it. I just remember that those games were brutally, brutally difficult. Yeah, I believe the Angry Video Game Nerd has, has given them quite detailed yeah. treatment over the years, and, quite, and rightly so. Yeah, they're, they're, they're markedly difficult. Yeah, they have a lot of unfair situations. Um, so the thing I realized is I think I – like the nest days, I probably did a lot of renting because I was in college, uh, early in college. Bite me, Chan. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, and we played a ton of like those EA Sports games too. Like if you look at my, if you fire up that Genesis, my NHL save probably has like twelve completed seasons or something ridiculous. See, in the UK, the Super NES was popular, but it was it, during that era in the UK, it was really uh, Sega was dominant. That's it, the same thing here. The me, the, the Mega Drive, yeah. what you called the thirty two X. Okay, the no, the, the Genesis in the UK was called the Mega Drive. <laughs> I know, it's kind of it's kind of dumb, um, but uh, yeah, it was it was more popular than the Super NES. But the thing is, looking back on it, there weren't that many. I guess no, because Panzer Dragoon was Saturn, wasn't it? Like yeah. there weren't that many franchises that I think. Oh, there were when you think Genesis of like, what were the classic Genesis games? Well, again, they had all the best EA Sports games, right? And like their Mortal Kombat was better. Yeah, uh, you know, Sh- Shinobi and stuff like that. Yeah. Road, Ridge Racer, Road Rash, Road Rash, Road, Road, Rash. Road, Rash. Road Rash was terrific. Yeah. Ridge Racer was a uh, wasn't that a. Uh, wasn't that on Genesis? I don't remember. Or Sonic games. Yeah, but Sonic games weren't. I don't. I don't Sonic like Sonic games. games it Sonic turns games out. were and are shit. Yeah. The first level. Play that. Yeah, yeah Green Hill never, Zone. Never played the Sonic game. I've actually enjoyed. Maybe the tennis one. Tennis was good. I like that Mario versus Sonic Olympics game. It was mm. dopey but fun. Okay, Norman Chan, you went to Outside Lands this weekend, and continue your, weekend. your your story I of am, illicit I am, behavior. Uh, I'm super yeah, sunburned. Any any good rock concert festival type stories? Yes, yeah, so I was gone uh, gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it was all about the preparation. I'm a big planner. Now, if you haven't been to like a festival, no. um, you plan? I can't believe that. Yeah, got a plan. Do you know what you're uh, taking to PAX yet? Nope. <laughs> I plan when it comes to music. Okay. Um, alcohol is really expensive at music festivals, at yeah. shows in general. Yeah, because it's a captive audience. Yes. It's, well, it's like $9 for a beer. If you want wine, it's $10 for like a thimble of wine. And, if you're, and you're going to be there all day. And, and there's no ins and outs. Yeah, so, so if you want to get fucked up. Yep, which you often do. You have to. It's an yep. outdoor music festival. So last year, well, I went can't you to, sneak uh, any liquor in? Well, that's the thing. Last year, I went to Treasure Island Music Festival, which is on Treasure Island. Like basically, I take a baby. Not like there. Robert's. There was no, Long no, John no, Silver there. Nope. No, no, no. Is there a pirate? No. no Yo ho ho and a bottle terrible. of rum. But I spent basically $100 just on wine last year. And it was because you bought it in like smaller than Dixie Cups <laughs> servings for $10 each. So they gave you a shot of wine, basically. Yeah. And, but they also really padded you down. Like they were really strict about what you could bring to the festival. You could bring only two bottles of water. 
and they would check all your bags, every pocket. They would give you the full pat down and, you know, check, you know, so where, if you were to go to a concert, you want to pay, where would you hide liquor, right? Well, the, you know, every man has a space. Yeah, right. you, you you want to shove it down your pants, right? Maybe yeah. in the shoe, I used maybe to, in the boot, right? Underneath. I found my boda. I found my sneaking sneaking booze into football games boda uh, while I was going through the through the closet. What I would do is get we're going to one of those like metal silver hip flasks, yeah, and I and I shove it down the front of my pants, yeah, because I think like that would conceal it and also be quite pleasing. <laughs> yeah, it's warm. Wait, but yeah. you, would you want to drink that? Yeah, you want to. I guess yeah, it's, it's in a food, it's, container. It's, yeah, it's, it's in a flask. It's fine. I, I, used to take a, I used to take a wine boda. That's also how you make sure that no one else bogarts your liquor. Right. Because if he's been up against your, your yeah. balls, no one's <laughs> going to want to drink that. Wait, wait. I, wait, wait. You're talking about inside? Yeah, you put it inside underwear. your underwear. Because yeah, I'm saying no, that you, you're, you don't want it to I'm, fall down. If it falls I'm, down your leg while you're getting I'm, this pressed, it's bad news. This is only for brief. The feeling of the cool surgical metal against my... Your privates. My, my nadges. Right. Would Last be, week you talked about my pubes. That seems, that seems like it would be quite... your testicle liquor. And the concave nature of it, yeah, it fits seems it like nicely. it would fit perfectly in it's there. It's like a cup. Yeah. I, I used to... Um, and it keeps your nuts cool during the hot day. <laughs> we established that. And then you want to <laughs> take... You're always, and then you're you wanna, like you're, you're and the thing sh- is, if people see you take it out front of your pants, you can even be the nice guy and offer it, but no one's going to take any. <laughs> like, you're going to look like the guy from a distance who's like scratching his balls all day yeah. right. by shoving his hand down his pants to pull out this, this silver flask of liquor. Or you could run a, uh, run a tube. I got in trouble one time. Oh, the, the, the camelback. It would just look like you had a lacrosse bag or something. Mm. But it would be going the other way. I got in trouble. You know, that's actually useful because you're want... standing in front of the. Oh, if you don't have time to go to the bathroom. Camel you're standing in good. front of uh, like the, the front of the crowd, and you don't you want to lose your spot. Yeah. you'd want that anyway. So to pee in. Couldn't you fill a camel pack <sighs> full of vodka or something? It'll I mean, ruin it. Would it? Yeah. So okay. Forever. So we'll uh, tell your story first before I continue. So I I used to go to football games and when I was in Tennessee Tennessee football games and they don't sell booze at NCAA football games that mm. aren't that are regular season games. So you have to either get really really shit faced before the football game, yeah. or sneak booze in. And everybody knows the game, so they frisk everybody on the way in. So I used to be skinny, and I would tape like tape surgical tape a boda, one of those wine sack things, full of bourbon, like a wine skin, like a wine skin, okay, to my gut. So it would look like I was a little heavier, oh. and they'd pat me down. And wouldn't you know? You have a sweater on or a vest or something. You can't really tell. Like, okay, all right. And then I'd run the tube out my fly. Oh no! <laughs> Holy. So it looked like so, you were pissing wine. So, so it looked like I'm pissing bourbon into a coke while I'm sitting <laughs> yeah, at the side. You drink it. I drink it. Wow. And nobody ever wanted to have bourbon from the wine. See, skin. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be creative, right? But, okay, I used to do, like you put it in the hoodie. You wear a hoodie and you put it in the hoodie. Oh, that's an amateur hour, right, dude. Sure. And but last year. They were really, really strict, and I got really yeah. freaked out. I didn't want to pay. You know, the tickets were two hundred bucks. I didn't want to pay another hundred dollars for alcohol. So you just didn't even try. It's kind of outrageous. No, yeah, it's criminal. Of course, I fucking tried. So Did they catch you? What? Well, well, last oh. Thursday because the concert was Friday. Okay. And I was at a friend's place. We we're planning the show. You know, line up, and, and I'm like, okay, we got to have a, a booze strategy. And we're already pretty drunk by then. Like, we're not the, the best booze strategy ever because. What are you allowed to bring in? You're allowed to bring in two bottles of water. Yeah. And Do they, they make you open them? Well, no, because they check to see if the top if it's been has been popped. open. It's, yeah. You can't bring open bottles of, open of course. bottles of water. You can bring like an empty Nalgene bottle, right? Like an so empty you water bottle. syringe trick? Well, what we did was we bought bottles of water uh, from Safeway. And we bought the water bottles, uh, 500 milliliters of like the, um, the half, half liter water bottles. Right. Where the bottom is well, concave, like caved in a little bit. Uh-huh. And then poked two holes with an X-Acto knife okay. and squeezed it out, the okay. water out, and then poured vodka in. 
So the bottle two, was still technically sealed. Oh, so you very, poured very it into the holes on so, the bottom because it's concave. It would just pour it, and then you put some, then you put some glue or something. And on the I bottom use crazy glue to crazy oh, glue nice up the bottle. Shit. Done, Chan. This is much better than the syringe took, trick. But I thought it would be. It's brilliant. I would do is poke two holes in one hole for air. You also drank some crazy glue, you know. And then, and then that's well, not that, good for you. That's all right. It's just vodka. Give you a better buzz. It's fine. And and uh, and then we had to have a mixture of enough vodka to fill because you have to fill up the entire bottle, so it looks like it's a water, bottle of water, right? Because it's clear. Yeah. Right. And okay, but we want wine, so we bought Coke, right? Because Coke and wine in a bottle kind of looks the same. You're not gonna get the bubbles. Well, so not we, really, were the people doing the checks moderately retarded? Kind of, well, it doesn't look it, like wine. It's dark. In, know, in a bottle, I know it's cherry Coke, right? Cherry so, Coke is the same color well, as regular Coke. It, it still looks. It, it, you haven't seen it. it. Looks a lot like I wine. I am so hungry. The thing is, poking the two holes once was incredibly hard. I broke an exacto knife poking one of the holes. Because what, what, what really did you then use to get the liquid in once the hole was made? Painstaking process of <laughs> holding an empty bottle upside down with two tiny, tiny holes. In the bottom. And it's dripping in, basically. And you basically pour – I use like a little uh, measuring cup and poured vodka and squeezed it so it would Fucking suck in <laughs> It took two hours to fill one 500-milliliter so, bottle of water bottle so with vodka. So how many people got loaded off it of your It seems like you could have got a little funnel or something with a really yeah, narrow the, the, point. We didn't have any funnels. Again, this is Thursday night. We're like we were pretty fucked up already and we're like we got to get vodka in to continue being fucked up. For the entire duration of the show, we filled up two water bottles because you're allowed only two. Is this why you're nervous? Okay. About bringing them in. And here's the best part. When we got there to the front, uh, to, to the check-in part, they barely checked our bags. Oh, so you didn't Yeah, outside lanes, they never barely. It was It was the ease. They, but you got the liquor in, and that's what's important. Got the liquor in, and we realized we could, between like the, the four of us that were there, con- consuming a liter of vodka in a day <laughs> was a bad idea. It was, we got to drink it all. We Did you do ma- this on Saturday? Ma- or Friday. We made, like, we made it in. That's only a half day. Friday was yeah, like once from you 12 got to 8. So then what did you do for trip. Saturday and Sunday? Were you just sober? No. For Saturday and Sunday, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to pour, you know, hide it, wrap another water bottle full of vodka in a sweater. And it's like, oh, they're not showing the sweater. This oh, is crazy. And, was, and, and basically it was, instead of being smart and MacGyverish about it, it was just picking the guy who looked the dumbest, checking Doing the, the pat down. Yeah, that's always the thing you do. Picking that it looks like he gives the least, you know, cares the least. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit. And then just say, oh, okay, well, I got two bottles of water and then walk in. Yeah. And that was it for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So all that effort. It was fun doing the planning and the wow. crazy glue because I was freaking out because um, the crazy glue didn't, it wouldn't like dry right? Yeah. And so the no bottle, was, one bottle was leaking the entire time in yeah, my bag. give you away like smell like oh, vodka. Oh, uh, yeah. Is my sweater that I brought in smelled like vodka. And you know, we'd like wipe the bottles down and make sure it didn't smell like vodka. We were paranoid about this because you didn't want to get caught. There's nothing, well, nothing v- better. Vodka is relatively odorless. Mm. Yeah, if you wait a little bit, then it still the smells smell boozy though while it's wet. Yeah, but it's not something like bourbon where it just, it just yeah. Well, reeks. you smell like James Joyce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first day, I got two, got a liter of vodka in, and then Saturday and Sunday, we just like flasked it and and you know and brought wine in, no problem. Oh, yeah. Well, no, good was, for you. Yeah, well done. Good project. Uh, hey, that reminds me. Speaking of. Uh, drunkenness. The Big Live Live Show 2. Liver. This time it's live. Second edition. Second annual Big Live Live when Show. When is that again? September 9th. Oh, all right. I, I hope you'll forward. be around. I think we, I'll be we'd around. like to include you if you're, I think I'll be if you're interested. Oh. It's a Friday. That fucking outside lands is close enough to my house that I could hear the music I'm sure. all night. You could probably see part of the festival from was, way up it, where you are. It was annoying. 
It was it was annoying. The stupid kids, stupid young rock people, music. All them on their. I said to Leah, come over there and tell him to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you've been a you found a new obsession now that Bachelorette is off. Oh yeah, very excited about Bachelor Pad. Oh God, what's Bachelor Pad? So Bachelor Pad. So you familiar? It's a smuttier version of the Bachelor. So you're familiar with Bachelor and Bachelorette, yes. right? Yeah, what they do is and every courtship. year. This is the second year. What they do now is they have a new show called Bachelor Pad, where they take all the most colorful, villainous, Horriest. insane, fucked up most d- characters from both The Bachelor and The Bachelor. Oh, so it's... And they throw them all in the house like Big Brother. Oh. <laughs> and, and, but they can leave the house, can't they? Yes, and in fact, two voluntarily Wait. left this week. Oh, okay. Because they, they couldn't take it anymore. They can leave, but they don't get to come back. No, no, no. Can't, like, oh, on The Bachelor, on, the, on, the, on the Big same. Brother, they're locked in. Like, they can't leave the house. Right. In, in this one, you can voluntarily leave. And, in fact, they go on different excursions and things all okay. the time. But they, for the most point, they're in this house. So it's like real world. Yeah. And they have to vote someone off every week. So you have all the issues of making alliances and the what's, Machiavellian intrigue. Oh. What, what's the, the prize then? $250,000. Okay. So mo- you go from love to money. Well, it's a little bit of both because you're doing all these challenges and stuff like a regular reality show. But also they're trying to wind people up to like get love triangles going. And yeah, the point they is- want people coupling off and having, you know, love rivalries and stuff and lots of people breaking down in tears. They find the sluttiest, craziest people who've ever been on The Bachelor and yeah. Bachelorette. Yeah. Basically lock them up in a house together. Yeah. And then provide copious amounts of booze. Yes. Like unbelievable and just And then booze. just like light blue touch paper and stand well back. Right. Keep them, keep them up until 3 o'clock in the morning. Start – feeding the booze at four o'clock in the afternoon and, and then see what happens. It's one of those shows. It's, it's like a car crash. Like you can't look away, uh, even though you know, you know, you regret looking at it. Um, and I feel, I, I feel genuinely guilty. Like I'm a worse person for watching a show like this. I, I would agree with that, but I always enjoy it. I can't, it's my guilty pleasure. What can I tell you? You have I a like, lot of guilty pleasures, I like, Gary. I do have several and that's one of them. Bachelor Wait, pad. Gary, I saw you tweet something over the weekend. What's that? Tell me about extreme couponing. Oh, now, this is my other new obsession. Is this a quality program? Is this something you feel pr- so proud for? I, never Do heard- you remember when TLC used to stand for the Learning Channel? No. Wait, what? I thought it stood for Tender Loving. Well, Care. it used to be just it just it used to be just the Learning Channel. Okay. And then the same way that Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC. Yes, because not the really Learning chicken. the Learning Channel became TLC. I think in part because they couldn't with the way that the programming had gone. They couldn't really say that you were learning anything about mm. anything anymore. It's like the History Channel, not really being because about all history. The, yeah, all the show, yeah, everything. In, is it, it Breaking Bad on History? Everything Channel? on the History Channel now is like, did Hitler n- meet aliens? Yeah, it's basically like, like fake outtakes. It's, it's a whole ridiculous. fake outtakes. It's station. just ridiculous. So the Learning Channel now is all these are all these terrible shows like Hoarders and things where you just kind of yeah. look at people that are just fucked up. Uh, and there's this one called Extreme Couponing, and it's about these people who are obsessed with bargains and value and they're kind of like hoarders in a way that they they go and buy all this stuff and fill their house with it mm-hmm. uh you know all their houses basically look like you know post-nuclear bunkers where so you could survive for 100 years on literally the rations. how can i not buy this yeah so but yeah she's wow. like oh yeah the more i spend the more i save so she'll literally get this like for example a typical woman like this housewife super mom type character will go dumpster diving on a sunday evening pulling out all the flyers and the sunday newspaper coupons and special offers and stuff from her neighbor's garbage cans Keep them all in a folder. Keep it all organized online. She's got her iPad. She's got a special app to organize all her coupons. And then when the day arrives, go shopping. Fill like 10 carts up with, 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 with stuff. You'll Wait, buy, where are they get they the shopping? grocery store or Target? Yeah. Go, go to like a big grocery store. Okay. So um, Safeway. Like a Safeway or, yeah, one of those huge giant. Or like a Walmart Kroger. super center type place. Yeah. Food for less. What were the grocery stores called in England? Uh, well, we have Safeway. Okay. We have Sainsbury's, Tesco. Okay. Um, 
you know, different things like that. Sainsbury's and Tesco. Do you have Piggly Wiggly? No, we don't have Piggly Wiggly. Do you have Kroger? No. Um, We have some. Food Lion? Uh, No. We have have a lot of different types of market. Food City? Uh, (laughs) Just just keep naming them. There's literally a grocery store called Food City in Tennessee. Listeners are fascinated. But so, though, so by, but anyway, by targeting all the specific buying, by by targeting all the specific bargains and buying in bulk, like she'll clean off all the mustard. Like, oh, I'm buying seventy bottles of mustard. Wait, today. wait, how do you get around the limit two rule? Well, some of them have that, some don't. They target the oh. ones that don't have the limits. So it's a fine and, what, and then at the end of the it's like a high school game where she'll run all the groceries. Through. Okay, your total today is eighteen hundred and fifty dollars. And she'll go, well, here are my coupons. And she'll give her a water coupons like four inches thick. And then as the checker is running all the coupons, you see the price coming down as the coupon is applied. And the camera's just there with them? Yes. And it goes, it goes from like, like literally, these, I saw one person had a $3,000 grocery bill, couponed down to like she paid $3 for it. No way. I'm telling you. No way. Sometimes they get it down into a negative number. <laughs> And, this, and they have to give her a store credit. No, that is insane. No, you're, it's extreme couponing. It's like that breaks the laws of economics. It breaks the laws of, of monetary physics. But you've got <laughs> to watch this show. It's I don't, crazy. I just – well, first off, every time we've ever tried to take a camera into the grocery store, the manager is there within 20 seconds and is like – no shooting in here. You can't shoot. You can't well, shoot. I think in here. you know the Learning Channel or TLC, or whatever. They make these arrangements ahead of time. Uh, they, what they do often is they break the register because the register can't take that many <laughs> items. And what have- about the poor fucker who's behind them in line? Oh well, usually there's no one behind him. Oh in line. my god, how pissed you, would you be? Well, you, you, but you don't know. You see the guy with ten carts. You go, let's get in another line. <laughs> there's never god. anyone behind them in line. <laughs> so it's like some sick pleasure derived from watching the money. Like, do they, the, the savings. Do they have to like swap yeah. out the cashier like they, halfway through? Like they get practically orgasmic as you see the numbers coming <laughs> down. We need we need a relief cashier on aisle seven. Millie's fingers are worn raw. It's pretty crazy. No can, way. Yeah. Well, apparently they have actually changed the way they do coupons because of this show. Because a lot of people got no the same shit. idea. Uh, and a lot of places do have, you know, two, you know, maximum two per customer or whatever. Oh, there was one where she found out that her big saving was there was a limit of number of items per customer. So she called all her friends and had them come down wow. and go and get run through as the additional customers. Well, I've done that. Like, I've not called all of my friends, but I've done the thing before where I was like, if you don't want to do this now, I'm just going to go out to my car and then come back and get in another line. It's going to be a pain in the ass for everyone. I mean, look, usually, like, there's nothing wrong with saving money. No. But, I, yeah, never pay MSRP. Absolutely. Right. It's always good to find bargains. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, but these people are taking it to the limit. So if you're interested, watch. It really wow. went down to three. I wonder if there be like magic, like you know, combinations. Like their brains are wired. To- well, I mean, there's all kinds of arithmetic. It's like min-maxing and, groceries. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, there's a particular kind of a system where, that, okay, if we get six of these, then you get to apply this store credit on top of that, and then that doubles up into this, and they've got all the mathematics and the, and the flowcharts all worked out. And they could solve the economic crisis. But then the other side I, that's of what this... I was saying. Here, here's the other side of this, is if you go and buy 60 tubs of mustard... Yeah. That's going to take you like 10 years to Well, apparently through. mustard no, doesn't you, go bad. Yeah, it doesn't go bad. No, I understand that, but... I, I, eBay that shit. Well, and that's the thing. A lot oh. of these people... One of these guys was like a church minister who then donated all the goods oh, to, to okay. charity. Or and you then, could just then, stand oh, outside to get a trench coat and stand outside safely and be like, hey, you, you buy mustard? Give you half off. You got one woman who, like, after she gets back, she opens up her garage door and just lets people from the neighborhood come in and take what they want. And everyone, you know. So she's like Robin Hood. Yeah, basically. <laughs> with, 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 with rice instead, instead of, instead of using arrows, a bow and arrow. It's coupons. She, she has a pair of scissors and a lot of free time yeah, and an it's iPad. It's crazy. App. 
There's a whole there's a whole oh culture. God. I mean, I'm sure if you've seen sites like uh, Cheap Ass Gamer and Fat Wallet and places, yeah, like that, yeah, there's yeah. a massive subculture out there of people that yeah. are obsessed with yeah, they want the percentage back, and you want to get the and, and, it's, and it's a com- it's a combination of gen- genuine. Uh, you know, just being prudent, Fruitiness. just being prudent yeah. and frugal. Like, you know, again, a lot of people in this country right now, obviously, are having trouble, uh, you know, making ends meet. So if you can use some coupons and that makes the difference, then great. But it's clear that with these people, it's become it's become a game. It's like the thrill is how how much can I take them for each time? It's like a heist. They walk in and they walk out with a bunch of shit and they haven't paid any money for it. it is, it's like a robbery. It's wow. pretty cool, though. I like the show more, the idea of the show more than Will's. Scam old people. I would advise you when you show. get that set, is not a fucking scam old up, people. Set show. up a DVR recording for extreme couponing. Check out a couple of you might be you'd probably find it on on demand. Okay, yeah. Check out yeah. extreme couponing, and oh, it's, it's inspirational. It's well for someone like you because it's all winning, right? Yeah. Oh, it's the highest form of winning. It's sticking save it by the, saving save money. Way. By sticking it to the big, uh, I don't know. The markets. highest form of winning would be taking that from some individual. Like taking from a faceless multinational corporation is not as fun as watching someone else actually suffer. Wow, uh, this is true. See, Will, Will, Will is in a little angry form today. No, I'm just saying I know how Norm, Norm, Norm would rather have someone else lose than win. Look how she is losing. When presented, with the Kobe, when presented with the Kobayashi Maru, Norm would not choose to cheat in order to win the simulation. So what you're saying is you'd, Norm would make the entire universe explode. So what you're saying is given so the choice between loses. like taking off Safeway for like $3,000 in coupons, yeah. you'd rather like steal an ice cream from like a little no, no, kid. No, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Norm's applying Norm's rules. I think that <laughs> I don't, little, I don't little girls take, selling lemonade should not have coupons. That would be bad for them. Right, teach them an important <laughs> lesson about economics. <laughs> hey, kid, don't give discounts or we will come and fuck yes, you I've up. I've got 8,000 coupons. Give <laughs> right. <all> your lemonade. <laughs> right, 25 cents off. You owe me $3,000. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 I hear you, you have to give me the money, I, all the money. You I hear you have price matching. I, I, I'll make this easy for you. Here's my car payment bill for the month. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is uh, this is grim. This is grim. So yeah, that's an interesting. I, I found that to be a very interesting show. It's kind of like a companion show to Hoarders. Oh because yeah, because these people have these massive garages and these family rooms that are just filled. With, it looks like their own little mini grocery store that exists mm. inside the house. Oh, this it's is fucking crazy. Fucking people are lunatics, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the lesson here is that anytime you can put somebody who's obsessive compulsive about something in front of a camera, they're entertaining. Hey, you want to know what I did this week? <laughs> what did you do this I week? I went to Gary? the gas station to get gas. Okay. And when I pulled away from the gas pump, I didn't realize that the hose was still in. The- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you did the Zach Craft thing in Garden State. Did you rip it off? Yeah, it came right off. <laughs> what? How much did that cost? Well, so I dro- as I drove away, it sounded oh, like something. This had, doesn't happen in real it life. It sounded like something had hit me from because I've done the thing where I drove away and I've left the cap on yeah. off. Yeah, well, I've, never, I've never actually ripped the hose off of the socket. Ripped the hose off. Oh so oh, as, I, as I drove away, I heard, I heard kind of a bang. Like it sounded like I'd been hit from behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked looked in my mirror and I saw the hose hanging out. Wait, the was floor. there a gas flow? You really no, are turning no. into LD. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> There's no gas flow because what I discovered that's very interesting is. Because this presumably happens fairly often. Yeah, often those, those, those hoses have a breakaway. Yeah, there's a pattern. sign. There's a little note that says, if you drive off and leave the thing hanging out of your car and rip it off, it costs you X number of dollars. So um, do you have to go back and, and like do the shamefaced apology? So I went back into the store. Oh, and I how'd said, that go? And I well, said, there's a nice lady behind the counter. I said, I accidentally pulled the hose out. And she said, oh, you got to fill it. And she, first of all, she was surprised. She said, oh, really? Most people just drive away when they do that. <laughs> I figure they have uh, cameras. They don't come in and report it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I said, well, what have I got? And she said, well, I, hold on. Let me find the form. 
and uh, <laughs> I gave her my driver's license number and my phone number. And I said, "Am I going to be liable?" She said, "Yeah, you probably you know have to pay for like the for the guy that comes out." Yeah. I said, oh, "Okay, well, whatever." Did you but give him the hose back? Well, the hose was just lying on the floor. Oh, it didn't. It didn't drag behind the car. Well, it did. I took the hose out of obviously out of the <laughs> tank and just left it by the by the by the pump. But anyway, as I was going, get back, a souvenir. As I was, yeah. As I was going back to my car, um, the lady came out with the bag to put over the pump. You know, to say out of service. Yeah. Because like, you could you could see from where the, how the, the way that the pump had come cl- had come away. The put, reattaching it is really just very very simple. Like yeah, it right. just clicks right back on. But I bet they have to like have an a special. But they still have a They still have a guy, a guy come out. Oh, but when boy. she came out, she said, "You know what? Because you were nice and you came in and reported it, I threw your information away. I'm not going to." You oh, that's you nice. You don't have to pay anything. Wow. So she was very nice. That is nice. But I just felt a bit. So, so felt, you know, what would it cost? I want to know. I don't know. Maybe a hundred bucks. Oh, it's way more than a hundred bucks. Yeah, specialist. Yeah, um, I'm a specialist. We, we got to bring out the specialist. But uh, that's the only. It's the first time I've ever done that in my life. It was kind of embarrassing. Hopefully, I, that's the last time. I wonder, you ever yeah, do that I wonder if I'm becoming more absent-minded as I get older. Whatever, LD. Yeah, senility beginning to to creep in. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good sign, man. The um. The LD episode recently where the guy with the guys parking over the line spoke to me very yeah. much. I, I actually had I that happen to me the I other cannot day. Cannot stand those people. Well, he made the mistake of you know if he, if he pushes you over the line, you take the spot. You don't push over on yourself. You don't chain reaction it. Right. No, you take another you spot. You take another spot that stay within yeah. your yeah, line. Because then that guy pulls away, and then you look like yeah, you're exactly. the asshole. Right. Yeah, that's always the problem. I just I don't like I hate those people, people who don't park. Oh, I yeah. want I want pink berries so bad. I just oh. I just want food. Pinkberry. So hungry. I don't know if I have energy to mm, walk for delicious. food now. I, I love the pinkberry. I might have to send an intern out for food. Hopefully they'll do better with this than they do their show notes. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys have ideas for what, we, what you want us to talk about during the podcast at PAX, we no, can I can't do believe that's next week. a little listener's choice. You should have saved that story if you had the actual hose handle. Oh, my like, God. That would have been the best story why, ever. Why would I have that? Why and, not? And, and taking it to PAX, that would have been the best so something weird happened the other day, and then you hold up a gasoline pump, and people people have lost their shit. It wasn't that funny a story, though. It's pretty funny. I think it's pretty. I think. I, I think. Well, you're, it's funny in the sense think, that you know, it's embarrassing to me. I think you're gonna. I think you're underestimating the entertainment appeal of this story. I yeah, think. Maybe. I think. I think. I think there's a chance that this will be animated on the internet. It was pretty stupid. It's it's. I've never heard of anybody doing that. I've, come, I've always looked at that true. side I, I, and thought, who's the dumbass that all, does this? I, I, but now I know. But I was interested to see that they have they have it planned out. Like, is it, you think like you're gonna <laughs> yeah, they have, whole, to have a form? Pull the whole gas, but <laughs> like me driving away while the gas station explodes behind me in a big mushroom cloud. Was it like an old form, or was it like was it yellowed? Yeah, it was like an old. It was like an old like three ring binder that she had, and she had to like really go through it to find the form. So got, it doesn't it, happen that often. Well, she had she saying. had a ton of forms that were called like drive off reports, where people just drive. Oh, did, steal gas. Yeah, or yeah, or or do something and drive away without mm. taking responsibility. You know, she was like, oh, what? She's like, oh, the form for people that actually come in and accept responsibility. Like, I can't find that form. <laughs> we never use, never need it. I I did the drive the pump and drive once by accident. So oh, I really? I had done. Do you have to pay first though. Well, yeah, I'm so used to paying at the card. pump now. Yeah, yeah. That like I pulled up the pay the pump thing was broken. I looked over at the guy and started pumping, and he like and it didn't. And he turned it on. He like looked at me. He was like, oh, okay, he's probably okay. Started pumping and I get in the car and 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 just start driving off. So I'm like, I, I always hit no for the receipt and just yeah. fucking leave. Yeah. And I and I literally I got almost on the road and I was like, oh, I got to go in and pay because the pay the pump thing was broken. So I went in and paid, but it was like, like I could tell he was getting ready to dial the nine one. His oh, yeah. finger was on the second one just oh, yeah. in case. Wow. 
You should, it's good to be honest about these things. Yeah, I feel like karma is a, like whatever ten bucks or whatever you saved in the gas is going to not be worth. You know, if you're a good person, then the, the moral. I'm due for karmic retribution after all the fucking nice things I've done for people this year. Are you? What have you done? That's I nice? didn't let that tree flatten anybody's house. Well, yeah, but you only did that because you would have been liable if you had. It was that was really you obviously looking more out. For yeah, yourself. no, there was there was a moment when I could have been like when I discovered the crack and I could have just been like I never saw a crack. You know. Wouldn't you still be liable, though? Not if I ever saw it. I don't know. Chloe saw it. She would have been liable. Not Chloe, conducting I want a tree maintenance. I don't want to surprise you here, but Chloe can't testify. She's a dog. <laughs> anyway, it's a good show this week, guys. We'll see you all next week. Yeah, I got to go put money in the mirror. Our lovely Rita's going to build me another Yeah, Pax next, next week. Yes, I'm excited. Bye.